three cinephiles have come together to bring you strong opinions, controversial statements, epic battles, and plenty of fun. Introducing our host, the man who watches 52 movies a week, drinks 52 beers a movie, loves women but hates the woman, from the foreign land of Canada, our host, Mood616. He is widely known as the man who talks too much. His worst enemies are Postmaster P and Pee Wee Herman. He said Hellraiser was overrated and Leprechaun Origins wouldn't suck. He's the full-blooded half-Mexican, JP. Finally, we have the man who doesn't talk enough. He is best friends with Sean S. Cunningham. His favorite horror movie is Gummo. He is your favorite Jew and mine, Jeremy. Together, they are known for extending a helping hand to Vampircons everywhere. They are the 22 shots of moods and horror. Aw, yeah. Yeah, it's going down right now. The Midsummer Blockbuster Extravaganza's coming at you live. Episode 52 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horrors coming at you live, like I just said. I am your host, Mood616. And of course, I've always got my two little sharks by my side. NES Ruler22, also known as Jeremy. And of course, we've always got Double Shot J, also known as JP. What's going on, homies? It's summertime. Yeah. Yeah. We're back. I miss you, fellas. It's been a while. You know, that probably took me 16 tries to get out because I kept wanting to say season two, thinking season three. But no, this is the midsummer blockbuster extravaganza. And of course, we are talking about the Jaws franchise. Just in time, right? For July 4th. Yeah. yeah. With all these shark attacks going on right now in South Carolina, it's kind of I have to say. I have to say, this is so weird. So the other night, um, it was, you know, July 1st, which is Canada Day. And, of course, I'm watching Jaws films, which take place on, you know, July 4th kind of thing. And me and the wife, we watch one, two, one, uh, two and three that night. And she texts me the next morning. She's like, you know, what's so weird? She goes, have you been reading the news? And I was like, no. And she goes, well, there's been like seven shark attacks in South Carolina in like the last week or whatever. And I'm like, really? <laughs> it's fucking strange. Leading up to, you know, the Jaws film, like it, that is really, really weird. They know when it's 4th of July, man. You got, you have to admit though, that's really strange because shark attacks are so rare. No, they're as... just seeking their revenge because of Jaws 4. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but no, that's so rare, but that many leading up to July 4th. And I just, it blew my mind. I thought she was joking around, but. Yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, so. definitely. Uh, you know, shark attacks are like you said, really rare. What it, I think I read a statistic a while back where there's like seven a year or something. Um, and yeah, you, yeah. usually they're not fatal and stuff like that. So anytime you hear a shark attack, it seems like such a like common thing, but it's really not. Like it doesn't happen that often. Yeah, I don't think anybody died from these. They just got fucked up. Yeah, well, I mean, they say there's usually like under a dozen a year. And yeah. very, very little fatalities and stuff. They're super rare. But, uh, yeah, to hear seven in one week, I'm thinking, what is going on down there? Like, that's got to be one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. But I don't know. Really, really strange. It's all Jaws for his fault. Yeah. So I, mean, I would Jaws, actually like right? to find out. I would actually really like to know what is causing all those shark attacks because it's really rare. I mean – you know, you know, I always, I always bring up this one statistic because it made me laugh. It was one year I was looking up. I'm a stats person sometimes. I like to read shit like this, but it was one specific year where there was more people killed by pigs, like you know, farm pigs than sharks. And I'm just like, that's how well, rare shark. Well, those pigs more are the smartest animals. Vending uh, machines. Pigs are vicious. Sharks. Yeah, but they're yeah. the smartest animals on the planet, next to the yeah, chimps. Yeah, pigs are like insanely smart. So. Yeah. Pigs but, know uh, that they're about to die. Yeah. 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 They're just like humans, man. We know. 
I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, if, so anyways, I'm, if I'm leading you into the back of a truck with a shotgun, you might you <laughs> might know moods, but pigs also know. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So, guys, it's summertime. What has been going on in your lives? You guys enjoying the beautiful weather? I know I am, man. It's been, like, excessively retarded hot. Sorry for using the word retarded, but it's been ridiculously hot here. No rain. Super nice. It's just yeah. – it's been fantastic. I've been having a fun time so far in the summer. Got to go to HorrorCon in Calgary. Met some cool celebrities. And But other than that, I've just been working. Well, celebrities so, to us. At least I work outside and I get to actually enjoy the nice weather. So Yeah, but yeah, you don't – you don't say that in December when it's negative 87 degrees outside. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, but that's the thing, though. I, I mean, in this, we work those shitty uh, winter days, you know, for these nice summer days, yeah. you know. You got yeah. to get a little bit. It's been weird in Chicago. First, it was the rainiest June on record books. So yeah. we got like 12 inches of rain. And this is fucking insane. And it's been like cold. Like I said before the show, it was like 53 degrees last night. And shitty it hasn't been warm at all there's been a lot of kind rain of, here as well it, yeah, it's been it's way more than normal here super rainy and it's, it's i don't know what's it, up it, it seems like it's kind of like what it's been recently like over in the west here we've been getting completely opposite weather of you guys yeah but you know, are you it, it, are you seeing effects of those wildfires by you or no uh the, yeah the, the the fires out here actually man we had one huge huge fire that started in may and it burned for like a month uh, which is strange for here because generally we don't have fires like that because, you know, the forests are still, you know, filled with snow and stuff. But we didn't get any snow in the wintertime. So, yeah. you know, enough to. But so, yeah, that was really effective. Um, it affected a lot of fucking people around here. It was pretty crazy. But it's been an odd year. But I just I've been really taking advantage of it. Bought myself a motorhome. Been out camping every single weekend. And, you know, it's just been awesome. Awesome so far. But what have you guys done this summer? besides work i know jeremy you were on a film yeah, i was on a film TV. for 30 weeks yeah. yep it was I, I talked about it more but of course jp was a little bitch and cut my segment short so you guys couldn't hear about my wonderful adventures on the movie set <laughs> that show was like four <laughs> hours long oh but i can't have 20 minutes of everybody's time thanks JP. i couldn't find a real spot to insert it because it was like in the middle of uh your top 10 so i was like eh it's all good. My top ten, my entering, my opening segment, or your top five, because yeah, you couldn't even come up with ten. Yeah. <laughs> I'm awesome like that. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, I've I've been doing a lot of working, and I've been trying to like you know visit nature a little bit. But like Jeremy said, it's been really rainy around here. Uh, I live in the woods, so I mean, it's not I, I, camping. I could just like walk outside, you know, pretty much. So uh, I don't, I don't, I I don't really camp or anything like that. Um, been you know chilling with friends and stuff during the off time which is nice because I, I haven't really done that a whole lot as of you know over the winter um and you know just you know watching a lot of movies getting a lot of cool new stuff in and uh trying to do reviews for them which you know takes up a big chunk of chunk of your day sometimes uh haven't been working on any films like jeremy and yeah that's that's me nice nice yeah, yeah, I know, man. Lots of reviews this summer. Uh, I mean, uh, I've done a lot. I've done nine written reviews and three video reviews in like six weeks, something like that. I know Muji did a shit ton more than me. Yeah, I kind of I've slowed down because I'm pretty much at the end of mine, and you know, me being in Canada, I don't get a lot of stuff up here like as fast <laughs> as you guys do. So it's been kind of there's a gap now, but you know, there should be some more coming. But yeah, no, it's been fun. I like doing it. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So um, we actually uh, picked Jaws because of, you know, the summer, July 4th, so everybody have a happy 
Independence Day if you're in the U.S. and a previously happy can, what is it, Canada Day? Canadian Day. <laughs> <laughs> July 1st is, yeah, Canada Day. Yeah. Okay, so um, last year, what did we do for the summer? We did sleepaway camp, which was fitting for mm-hmm. the summer. So this year, we wanted to do another summer thing. I picked this one. I wanted to do it in season one, I believe, and we decided to go with sleepaway camp. Um, that was probably a better move. Uh, I had never seen the Jaws films except for the first one. Me too. Um, but preview alert, they're not the best. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think you're going to find out that fast that, you know, I'll talk about them when we get to them. But I, th- I have a feeling that we're going to be quite mixed on the sequels here. Yeah, because yeah, I like I, one. I think our opinions are going to be quite different. I like one that people usually don't like and, you know, I hate yeah. I hate the one everybody hates. But yeah, yeah, we'll get into yeah. we'll get into that. Um, for it was sure. either you this or I know what you did last summer. So, <laughs> you know, oh, God. <laughs> but, you know, what's kind of interesting, though, is that we did sleepaway camp last last summer which we could have waited you know with these screen factories special editions coming out like you know it's kind of funny that they were released those you know in nice editions but oh well whatever it is what it is so i, I bet you by next summer you know all the sequels of jaws will be on blu-ray oh, yeah. and That's real nice transfer so <laughs> like here's jeremy watching part two on laser disc and <laughs> yeah watching... but it's not in true full screen so i don't know what the fuck's <laughs> up i'm watching this on laser disc there's this black box around it i'm going what the fuck is this why well, is see, this it shit in true just, full screen it would have just ruined my entire experience if i was watching it you know not in true full screen so I just I don't wouldn't be able it. to get through it, man. I'd have been like, "Fuck this laser disc! This is bullshit." Yeah, you know, stupid I'm just, ass. I'm just sitting there and watching obsolete format. Yeah, and it, it's, <laughs> uh, it's not like my Texas Chainsaw Massacre laser disc, <laughs> which is not in true, which is in true full screen. So I'm like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Yeah, I yeah. Don't get it. <laughs> but yes, uh, with that said, you know, Happy July Fourth to everybody. Is probably might be listening to this on July Fourth if we can get the edit up, done quick enough but yes and for all the canadian listeners out there which is probably two or three canada day was a couple days ago so happy canada day (laughs) (laughs) but anyways um yeah do we got some news jp it has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life yeah we got a little bit of news i actually didn't pull like we normally do when we take a break we just pull news from everything that happened since we was gone i didn't do that this time because Let's face it, that's a lot. So I just grabbed yeah, what happened this past week. Uh, first up, we have a announcement, or kind of not really an announcement, but a quote from the Weinsteins. Uh, they were asked about Scream 5, because as we know, MTV's Scream TV series was released this past Monday or Tuesday. And they were asked about a Scream 5, and the Weinsteins were quoted saying, there won't be any more Scream movies, and MTV is the right place for the property to find its next life. It's like putting an art house movie in an art house theater where the teens reside is MTV. So no more yeah. Scream movies, which I, I kind of figured would happen. Um, have you? Did you guys check out the series? No. No. No? Okay. Um, well, I actually did, and I'll tell you right now, I found it very 
average in terms of I, I it was an, enough there to keep me coming back for the next episode just out of curiosity. I was surprised to see how positive the horror fan in general public were. Like the the general horror fans' opinion was quite positive, which surprised me because I was kind of mm-hmm. lukewarm on it. I felt like the opening they kind of redid a little bit of an opening to the. Uh, original scream it definitely was very very underwhelming just they it had nothing compared to like the original wasn't exactly like it it was a very punny show too like uh there's a scene where the girl's in the hot tub and she gets a text and it's like heads up and a fucking head comes flying into the hot tub you know like (laughs) (laughs) it's ridiculous uh, there's some spotty acting in it. I did like some of the references. There's a scene where they're all in, in class and they start talking about like, oh, well, uh, you know, with horror being on TV with shows like Hannibal, Bates Motel and, you know, this and that, you know, people are remaking 80s horror films or whatever, you know, on but making them into TV series. And then one of the kids says, well, you can't have a slasher as a TV series. It just doesn't work. The formula doesn't fit for TV. So it was like a nice like that meta style humor that scream has always like They're kind of poking fun at themselves a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, the self-referential yeah. stuff, that was there and mm-hmm. it was it was kind of few and far between, but the what was there, most of it was pretty decent. And that's what you kind of like the scream movies for. Uh they had that Randy style character who like knows a lot about horror movies and stuff, kind of the horror nerd in all of us. Um he's not nowhere as good as like the, the pilot Randy episode character. did the pilot episode feel like you know kind of forced did you feel like it was forced at times no not really i just felt like they didn't really know what they was gonna be because Mm -hmm. as as you watch it you see that they're not being scream like they're they don't want to be a connection to the original series because there's actually a backstory that we see through flashbacks that is kind of almost like a mongoloid jason style backstory there's this uh you know, deformed high school student who wears masks and is has a crush on this girl. Uh, he, like, you know, captures her or something. They like, kill him, but was he really dead type thing. And I'm thinking, like, okay. And it is set 20 years prior to what we're watching. So I'm like, okay, so you're creating a backstory to base your show on? Why? Why create a mm-hmm. backstory? You already have a backstory. Just use the original Scream. Like, it mm-hmm. didn't make sense to me that they would have a backstory and create something. So maybe they're kind of trying to like separate themselves a little more. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. You know, with the new new look of Ghostface and creating a new backstory is kind of like taking that next step away from, Uh you know, the film. So so you don't have anything to reference. You know, people just have that direct comparison. Yes, but the real question is, the real question is, is it better than the People Under the Stairs TV show, JP? I don't know because that's not out yet. But (laughs) (laughs) it's not out yet. It's never going to come out. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it it was kind of a weird watch for me because it was to me, it was frustrating because it's like I want it to be connected to the original because it could be so easily, especially since they had a setup where they're talking about shit that happened 20 years ago. But instead of referencing Mm -hmm. the original source material, they create all new material with a Jason like mongoloid Victor Crowley type killer which they even kind of reference like it's your classic you know uh tragic uh deformed kids story like they reference that they and so it they kind of poke fun at the idea overall i i i just don't know about well at least it. they and, didn't try to you know at least they didn't get cliched or anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah so 
I think that it does have the preview because they did a you know this season on screen like a giant mega preview. There was some cool looking shit on there. I will say, um, uh-huh. it's very teen friendly though. This is a teen friendly shit. Like this is they're really kind of like annoying teens and stuff like that. Uh, there's some stuff with bullying in there. Uh, the you know social media, YouTube stuff like that, um, which has always kind of been in the you know the. The scream with the cell phones and stuff like that, you know, back when those were like new. Um, so it's decent enough to come back to, but I'm not blown away like other people was. I actually find it pretty, pretty about what I expected, to be honest. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's I, I'll, I'll come back to it, especially for this next reason, which is the next bit of news. Director Ty West took to Twitter to announce that he he directed one of the episodes from this upcoming Scream series. Hmm. Of course, Ty West from House of the Devil, The Innkeepers, and my favorite film of last year, The Sacrament. Uh, he says uh, the first movie he ever drove himself to when he got his license was Wes Craven's Scream. Now he's directing part of the TV series, Life is Weird. That was a quote from Mr. Ty West. Uh, I think that's really cool. Um, Hopefully it's all I can hmm. here too. Ty, well, that was a that shit had like the worst production ever. There's so like Ty West like dropped. There's shit from fucking Adam Green in there. There's yeah. stuff that because Adam Green wrote a draft too. Um, so yeah, but Ty West, um, cool directing an episode of Scream. You know that's another reason to check it out. I do recommend. Is there any other notable? Oh, sorry. Is there any other notable directors that are, you know, doing episodes for that series? I have not looked Ty into West? it, but I did like seeing, like, Wes Craven presents, like, in the opening titles. And I will say that there was a really good score over some uh, narrating dialogue to, um, like, uh, when he was talking about sl- a slasher being a TV show. That, like, there is some cool rules in there, like the, the you know, how to survive a horror movie type rules. Like, I like that stuff. So I'm curious to see what they continue uh, to do creatively being like self-referential like that. But um, yeah, I don't know if there's any other uh, big directors attached. I would have to look into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Ty West, you know, I, I'm always That's looking cool. forward to seeing stuff from him. So I'll be <laughs> looking forward to his episode. I'll at least watch until that happens. After that, we have a little bit of some other reboot style news. The Bad Seed, which was an episode we was supposed to do on like episode 49, I believe. Uh, that was supposed to be a movie we was going to cover. Uh, once it was, <laughs> we seem to always reference that. Like, oh, it's an episode that we were supposed to yeah. do. Like eighty thousand other movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the bad seed was once supposed to be remade by Eli Roth, um, and now it's being remade not by Eli Roth, but by the Lifetime Network, which is a female-driven cable network. Uh, it's going to be a remake from the original novel, which will be ultimately scene. produced by Eli Roth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, somehow. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, so I guess yeah, I could see that. You know, it makes sense. This is the type yeah. of film that should be on the Lifetime Network if you're gonna. You know, I'm not saying that they should remake it for the Lifetime Network, but there have been films about bad kids on the Lifetime Network. So oh, yeah. you know, it makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's funny because from what I understand, and we've talked about other um, films that were being made for the Lifetime Network, uh, horror films, it seems like Lifetime gets a lot of positive reaction to their horror content. You know, whether it's from 40-year-old women or what, it's still interesting that they're, you know, embracing the horror side of things. Because even the uh, film that they adaptation they did of Stephen King's Big Driver, I thought was passable. Like, it was a passable, decent TV movie. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. cool to see them do stuff. Um, the Bad Seed, however, 
not really. There's a fucking million bad seeds out there, right? I mean, that story yeah, has been yeah. done to death. The was orf- Orphan was movie, a though. really good one that came out recent, you know, a couple, probably a decade ago now, but, um, yeah. I love that. Yeah, the Bad Seed's a great film, man. So yeah, it definitely is. It definitely it is, is. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm not really, mm-hmm. like, super looking forward to it or anything. <laughs> yeah. After uh, that, we have the Sci Fi Channel. Uh, they are creating a anthology tv series called channel zero now this is not an anthology like me and moods have been talking about needs to be created this is a different this is more of your american horror story anthology where they say that each season tv each season will be a different story arc so it seems like that's the new way to go now i'm not really sure um i think i'm not sure if uh, i think max max landis Whoever that is is John um man is his kid question mark. I, to be honest, I think the reason why these shows are going this route is because it's probably cheaper for production wise. You know, yeah, like you don't have like Tales from the Crypt set every episode. Yeah. Exactly, Tales from the Crypt man not only had you know a lot of famous cameos and stuff, but it had really well known directors and yeah. you know, and you have to change look like it's a it's a total production. But the thing about you know with something like Tales from the Crypt is that you could pretty much you know film all those episodes at one time <laughs> you know you can like pump that out pretty quick with these ones but you can't quite do that but yeah i think it's more about it's just a money cost thing it's just just all about well it all comes down to money really uh-huh. but i don't know man I, I i just don't see why somebody does just doesn't try that you know let's do that anthology type thing again yeah well but, even um tells you know, the dark like, side got canceled before it got picked well, up yeah. Right, I know. You know, it's really, really sucks too, man. Ryan because Nicholson. I, Ryan Nicholson had done; he'd worked on that pilot episode. Yeah. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, and he said actually the episode was really cool. He said he really enjoyed it and stuff. And he works on a it, lot of cool shit. That guy. But he was he was so pissed. He's like, it really sucks that no one's gonna get to see this episode. Yeah. You know, and like they didn't even give it a chance. That's well, what really fucking pisses me off. Is that they was shopping it, it a, though, so I don't know if that's still in works or not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was oh, that was so. You know, that was just devastating to hear that they canceled that. And I was like, oh, here we go. We're never going to see one now. But yeah, yeah they I, I think it's all about the Almighty. Crypt, man. That's what they got to do. About that, yeah, it's all about that almighty dollar, man. I, these yeah. shows like, uh, you know, um, American Horror Story, they're just cheaper for production wise. You know, so it's all about that money. You so know? the plot and, of this show is uh, Channel Zero will focus on a new story each season. The first season of the series will be based on Ca- Candle Cove by C- Chris Straub, a short story that originates from the user-generated internet horror phenomenon known as Creepy Pasta. It tells the story of a mysterious children's television show from the 1980s <laughs> and a new and the show's role in a series of murders and one man's dark secret. Creepy Pasta, you don't know what that is? No. It's actually very, very popular. It's like, um, it's like almost like a Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. but it's for creepy, uh, horror phenomena type. It's uh, like fear.com. It, you know, like Slenderman, that came from, uh, Creepypasta. I think, um, there was like, you ever see like the memes where it's like that one episode of Ed, Ed and Eddie that was rumored to exist that, you know, got shut off and it was like had like all kind of crazy stuff on it or whatever. There, it's just like, um, like it's, like folklore for the internet age, like horror mm-hmm. folklore. But th- hmm. I think that sounds kind of interesting because a lot of people always said that they should adapt some of these stories from Creepypasta because they're quite amazing, actually. Um, 
but yeah, th- hmm. there's some different you know type type interesting stuff there. So that could be cool. Who so knows? So it's fan fiction or is it like real? It's it's just it could be. There's actual like stories there's mm-hmm. legends there's so are these just, are they submitted by fans that just like these are based on real stories or like who's writing this stuff it's user generated so it's like wikipedia like wikipedia is so like, it's us yeah okay but there's also you know some like it's regulated in some way mm-hmm. okay okay yeah so yeah. Eh, who knows sounds cool more horror tv i mean it's everywhere Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of horror TV, The X-Files. So actually me and Kyle just talked about this on that episode of Mini Shots where he asked me if I was excited for the new X-Files uh series, you know, the continuation. I was like, yeah, you know, I haven't really seen that much of the X-Files seasons, but I am excited. And he told me that they're actually doing a sequel to one of the most popular episodes from the original series, which was Home. I guess it was about um these inbred uh texas chainsaw uh, oh, yeah. style yeah. people who like you know was having incestual relationships with their mom creating babies and stuff mm-hmm. i guess it was real hardcore for it even got pulled at one time from the network um but it was eventually put back on tv but apparently there was supposed to be a sequel to that episode and everybody was huh. super pumped about it well the show created cool. The show's creator actually confirmed, saying we're not going to reboot any of our old favorites, although it was something we all thought about. These will all be brand new stories. We hope to scare you in brand new ways. Hmm. So that kind of is a little disheartening, right? Because like I like the idea of doing sequels to some of those stories because – there, as far as I understand, for the X Files, there was two types of episodes. There was the main story arc dealing with the overall grand picture of like the government and aliens, and then there was your Monster of the Week episodes, which was like your basic any type of horror anthology show where you have a different type of baddie you're dealing with uh-huh. each week. And from what I understand, a lot of people really like those Monster of the Week episodes because there was a lot of cool ones there. Um, so yeah, it's it would have been cool to see some follow ups to some of those, but. I don't know. There's always season two, I guess. If there is a season two. <laughs> well, I I mean, it might be like I'm assuming it's probably going to do pretty right? good. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of fans I, of that show, man. I bet you it does really well. Yeah. Uh, Anchor Bay is picking up Martyrs, the remake. Uh, I guess it's already been filmed. We talked about that last season or you know earlier this year. Uh, they nabbed the North American rights, including plans for a limited theatrical release uh yeah that's basically the news wow. right there mm. that makes me, theatrical that makes me wow yeah i don't know it, i'll watch it i'm just sad i'm i'm just not interested really because i still haven't even seen the original so <laughs> uh, I'll, i at least want to see the original before i even think about the remake i just find it funny that it was like already filmed remember when it got announced it was like yeah, yeah. it's already done it's like what <laughs> how did that happen magic <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I honestly don't see you know from what everybody says about martyrs, like I can't really see how this would really improve on it in any way. Yeah, it's not my favorite French film, but I don't see how. I don't think a remake would do it any justice, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's such an odd film to remake, man. Like I could never wrap my head around why you'd want to remake Martyrs. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like you it know, would be a smart film to remake when it came out. But I don't see what the point is now. When it came out, there was like, you know, a lot of buzz about it, but a lot of the North American audience didn't see it because it was a foreign film. 
So it would have made sense to do a remake for the American audience, much like Let the Right One In or, you know, some of those other films like The Ring, stuff like that. Uh, but after all this time, what the fuck is the point now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because you can't even capitalize on the boom of it anymore. Because it's, it's, the boom has. I don't know, man. It's, still, it's so talked. Like the original Martyrs film always gets brought up. You know, you All still hear people talk about it, man. It, it's just always a conversational piece, you know. The Fab Five, you know, all those films, really. Yeah. I mean, among us fans and stuff, it seems to be. Mm, I think it's Martyr, just one of those ones that always gets brought up. I think Martyrs High Tension and uh, and Inside more than Frontiers and them. Yeah, definitely. It's talked about a lot. Oh yeah, Frontiers and them are definitely the the backburners there. Yeah, which yeah, is I think strange. Inside is definitely the strongest the well i haven't seen it but i mean but like it the seems most like the popular the most popular it, yeah yeah it's kind of interesting because i actually prefer frontiers and end them over martyrs <laughs> i'm, <laughs> I'm really excited to do the show but... we need to stop talking about them that yeah we want to do a fab five show where we talk about all five of those films we just announced or just yeah, mentioned of them that'll be I a fun too. fun show i mean it's i'm i'm i i, I share a similar opinion but yeah. <laughs> it is especially fun for me because I've only seen High Tension. Yeah. Uh, so finally for the news this week, uh, I guess last week it was reported that Halloween Returns was filming in July in Louisiana. I guess that's not the case. Uh, Bloody Disgusting tracked down the producers and they said that they're not filming yet and they might film in fall to get the uh, look and feel of Halloween down. So the location has not yet been determined, but they're looking at a fall shooting schedule. Louisiana is huge. I've learned for filming stuff now. Hmm. Yeah. That cool, is cool. So I guess we'll be looking forward to the Halloween. Well, what do we want to call it? Reboots, recalibration. No, it's, it's they takes call place it right after calibration. But yeah. now, now it was announced. We didn't even get to talk about this on the show because we wasn't doing it. But um, it's supposedly going to be like a sequel to the original two films. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I've the seen. sheriff is actually the deputy from the original film. Yeah. Um, so this one's going to fall right in between uh, part two and H two O. Then. I guess, or they're ignoring H two all altogether. <laughs> see, so, now, see, that's what I was thinking when it, when I first read that. I was like, are yeah. they just going to ignore H two O and just kind of do their own story and go from there? It's like, well, essentially, Halloween what franchises- they're doing is they're H two Oing it, right? Where H two O ignored everything that came after Halloween two and just <laughs> just created yeah, yeah. storyline. Yeah, that's kind of what four, they're five, doing. Six, exactly. Yeah. So that's a that's weird. There's gonna be like four different Halloween timelines now, but I know. But you're putting, but that's different though because Halloween H two O ignored four, five, and six and just kind of you know did their own film. You know that was mm. kind of a sequel to part two. But this one's kind of going in between because now there's oh wait, doesn't resurrection? H two O now you're putting this one right in the middle. Doesn't resurrection? Oh yeah, okay, never mind. Resurrection? Are they gonna mention resurrection? No, I think it's ignoring everything after Halloween two. Okay, and I think that. The reason that you can tell that it's going to ignore Halloween H2O is that it's – I believe it's set in present day. So that Halloween H2O resurrection events would have had to happen before this film, which the way they're describing is it's falling right after Halloween 2. But apparently Myers is in prison and he's set to be executed where – 
some victim that of of somebody that he killed, you know, a family member of a victim or something, you know, wants to see him fry or whatever, and he escapes in the prison. Now, I know it kind of sounds like cheesy, like Shocker. sequel type shit, but it, just picture this: if if it's handled correctly, picture Halloween two where it's like dark and creepy in the hospital, but set it in a prison instead. I think that it does definitely have potential. If we're just looking for an, another Halloween film. Like another Halloween film, I think it'll. Hmm. I think it could work, if if handled properly, you know. But I don't think it's the worst thing that I've heard for a, you know, it's I returning we'll to the original series. That's that's what everybody yeah. wants. But there's goddamn too many. And all this is doing is, <laughs> and all this is doing is making that you know that definitive box set kind of outdated. <laughs> well, it's always going to eventually get outdated. But I I know that there's somebody out there right now who's waiting for it to come out because. They're gonna find a way to connect all the films together, including Rob Zombie's <laughs> uh, films. Like, do you ever read the stuff where people connect like, yeah. every one of them together? Yeah, and it's I like, oh, well, I mean, that's a lot of fan fiction, but we'll go with it. <laughs> it's a lot of thought process, too, yeah. man. Like, I mean, connecting Halloween three in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, which people have done, which people have done. Yeah, that just blows my mind. Yeah, <laughs> that's just wow. That's you know. It's far fetched. It's really yeah. far fetched. So, so that's I don't know, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's pretty interesting. You know, you well, do a couple it, re- remakes hits, or re- if it hits in you know. 2016, yeah, and you have Friday the 13th hitting in 2016 allegedly. I mean, that's a and chains the new Chainsaw film. Like that could be a fun mainstream year, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it Chainsaw could, Massacre. <laughs> it could potentially, it could potentially be fun, or it could be just devastating. You yeah, know, they, I mean, how these tech, films are actually yeah. gonna go. Yeah. So, but I have faith in Chainsaw because the last one they made kicked ass. At least it's something to look forward to, you know. Oh, these, you just hear you that know. moods. What's that? He just said oh, the last no. Chainsaw kicked ass. No, no, no. I was hoping that you're gonna ignore it like I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna say it's the worst film in that it's franchise. It's not the worst. Film. No, we it's will discuss not. it one day when I have my way with you guys and we uh. It the actually isn't show. as bad as it's not as bad as people make it out to be at, at all, you know. But um, yeah, that's it for the news, though. Yep, that's it. Alrighty, so moving along into mood swings, and uh, I guess the DVD and Blu-ray releases for uh, what are we July July seventh. Wow, man, Jesus, this whole year is just like it's to me. It just seems like it's ripping by. Yep, uh, July seventh already. Holy fuck. Um, yeah, actually, you know, this week coming up, actually, we got some pretty decent releases, to be honest. Um, first up here from, uh, Screen Factory, we've, we've got, uh, collaboration from IFC and, of course, Screen Factory with a, I believe this is a sci-fi film. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's called, I don't know if it's a sci-fi film or not, but it's called Alien Outpost. Yeah. Um, a mashup for the IFC, and I'm not sure if it was a sci-fi one, but I don't think so. But anyway, it's called Alien Outpost, not the most, Original grabbing title. title yeah not the most <laughs> grabbing title ever but of course you know you know some of these ifc screen factory you know releases have, have got me pretty interested um i just hope they don't release like a whole pile of shit ones <laughs> you know because they, they kind of get my hopes up a little bit sometimes but i don't know Alien did you Outpost. see the quote on the cover uh, yeah, it's like a long motherfucker, yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> pretty brutal, realistic evocation of battle and exciting new contribution to both the war and science fiction genres. David Benehoff and Dan Wessis 
executive producers of Game of Thrones. <laughs> what the fuck? That's they got crazy. a quote from the Game of Thrones producers? Like, what the hell? Executive producers. Right? That doesn't even seem relative at all. Yeah, but really, I really like, strange. I like, I love war films and I love horror films and I always feel like they should mix them more often. But we usually get stuff like The Squad when they do. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm waiting to yeah. hear somebody else's opinions on this one before I run out and buy it. You know, I'll get it eventually, but it's only twelve ninety nine mm-hmm. on Blu-ray, so that's not too bad. It'll be yeah, cheaper exactly. at Walmart. Uh, next up here is a Blu-ray release of The Cell, of course, with uh, Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Lopez. Now, Jennifer doesn't this movie Lopez. already have a Blu-ray release? Probably. No idea. No, it doesn't. I swear, it, I, I swear it did, man. It's so strange. Isn't there a sequel Anyways, to that movie? Yeah. yeah, there's a sequel to that one. Um, yeah, continuing along here, we got one from Arrow Video. And uh, it's a film I actually really enjoy um, called Contamination. Have you guys seen the packaging on th- this release? Yeah. No. Oh, it comes with a wicked-ass, like, really shiny slipcover and shit. Oh, it's fucking... Oh, really? That's it's, cool. It's actually really nice, man. And nice. it's it, it kind of caught me off guard, too. I was like, slipcover? Because, you know, Arrow doesn't really have a lot of slipcovers on their releases. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a new installment into their uh creativity there but yeah i know i like contamination i know um jp you did it on mini shots there yeah uh, i did a really big review on it um i actually will buy this whenever i can get it for like 15 to 20 dollars 27.99 is just yeah insanity. The, the arrow prices the arrow prices right now are so high for the u.s man it's just ridiculous but yeah, it's definitely not worth 30 bucks. There's some really <laughs> cool special features on that disc, though. Like, there's this neat... I'm not going to talk about it too much, but there's this neat, like, old um, special feature that they dug up from the time of the release. Like, so that's cool. Like, the du- the the Luigi Cozy, the director, goes through and talks about how many films he was inspired. <laughs> it's funny, because he's like... You know how it's, like, known as an alien ripoff? Yeah. So he starts yeah, yeah. out by saying, like, no, I I mean, I don't understand, you know, I didn't rip off anything. You know, I just was inspired by it. And then he lists, like, every film that he stole ideas from. It's hilarious because there's, like, ten of them. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, you know, I was a really big fan of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So I thought that it'd be really cool to do this, you know, pull this from that. And he lists, like, ten <laughs> films, dude. It's ridiculous. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, next up here from Kino, we've got The Crimson Cult. Now, this is a film I've always wanted to check out. Um, I actually, this is from 68, isn't it? I think I, I, I caught this one when we, early, early when we was preparing for the show. And I told, I've remembered thinking I really liked it, but I think I watched it mm-hmm. on YouTube or something and was having like a difficult time. I was at work or something. But yeah, that's, this is one that I would definitely pick up. Yeah, with Boris Karloff and Christopher Lee. Man, Boris Karloff had like 10 movies come out in those two years. <laughs> it's ridiculous how many films he was in there. Uh, but yeah, it's one that's always Karloff caught my interest. Karloff does not deserve to smell my shit. Yeah, there was a lot of like witchcraft devil worshipping films that came out in like 68, oh, yeah, 69. Was... Yeah. It, like it, it really – I like those films though like because Witchfinder mm-hmm. General was like a huge surprise. The Devil Rides Out was a really good one. Rosemary's Baby, of course. So like I like these style films and there's a lot of them from 69 that came out as well. Yeah, and you can't go wrong, man. Boris Karloff, Christopher Lee – Shit. Oh, yeah. It's inviting enough right there, man. It's amazing. Uh, next up from Screen Factory and, of course, IFC is a film called Dark Summer. Um, I don't know, man. This one right here, again, with a very kind of generic title. It doesn't really grab me. I don't know what's with these fucking IFC Screen Factory releases. Do you see that but... one IFC movie that has a cover that looks like – that guy looks like Bar- Boris Karloff? 
I was looking at it, I was like, that guy looks like Karloff. I'll have, to, I'll have to try and find the name of it, but... I'm actually really looking forward to this one, though, because this is a Paul Solit film who directed... Uh, he's in the upcoming Tales of Halloween anthology, and he directed Grace, which I actually really okay. like. And he's yeah. Adam Green's boy, and uh, I've heard good things about this one when it hit okay. the festival circuit, so I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just hope the film's better than than the title. No, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, next up here from Kino again, man. Kino is just killing it with the releases, man. They're releasing so much stuff too, but it's but pretty it's quality, quality stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is really good quality stuff. But of course, the release in Deranged. Uh, I know Arrow had a release of this a couple years ago. Uh, I think everyone kind of expected that this was going to come out from Screen Factory, considering the old MGM double feature DVD was featuring Deranged and Motel Hell. Of course, you know. Screen Factory releasing Motel Hell, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's nice to finally see these films split up because they don't even belong together. They're not even like, you know, they're they're like. Well, the only thing that's you know kind of comparative is the cannibal elements of them, right? Yeah, but he didn't. I don't even think he's not even shown eating people in Deranged. I guess, I guess, but I mean, we all know Ed Gein is you know being a cannibal and stuff, and you know, I I guess it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, it's. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was really surprised to see that uh, this next release was already getting a Blu-ray release, and that's uh, the zombie film featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger called Maggie. I think um, that came out like six months ago. Was it actually like in theater six? Was it that long ago? I think so. Are you sure? I thought yeah. it was I just in there a couple it's, months back. It was like three months ago. I was going to say like two or three months ago, man. Like I Yeah, but that's usually how long it takes, two to three months. Three oh, that, months. that seems pretty quick. So I've Maggie, actually heard a lot of negative things about I it. Did I did too. I heard it's just typical Hollywood schmijmo type of like just you know, just 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 bad trying, stuff. I, I haven't trying heard to capitalize really on good. World War Z. Yeah, it kind of. But I, I heard it also is just like your typical. This is what this is what Hollywood does with zombie f- films. Like they kind of tame them down a little bit and make them more about like the people. No, I know, but that's how zombie films so shitty, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. with George Romero and stuff like that. But it's just done in a cheesier way, I guess now. But I hear that there is a couple really good scenes in it, like where uh, the girl, like, I guess when, the way that it works in this one is you get infected and then you don't turn immediately. It's like a delayed process. So you still get to live around with regular people until you eventually are fully turned. And there was like a group of people hanging out where like four of the people were regular people and then two of them have the zombie virus so they're like kind of outcast I, I mean i guess there was some interesting ideas from what i, I read a couple of reviews just because i was curious but i normally don't read reviews mostly negative yeah. stuff though yeah uh next up from ifc is uh the sequel to the pact the pact 2 which you can check out uh, for review on the website from me <laughs> yes and i think it sounded like it was a little underwhelming it, Which is such a shame because I really enjoyed the first one, man. I was like, it had some really? issues. Uh, it, I wish, like I said in my review, I wish it would have contributed more to the first film than just the Jonas serial killer. Besides, uh, the the girl from the first film, she's in it for like ten, fifteen minutes at the most, and I feel like her character is just written into the script just to have something connected to the first film, and I don't really think it works oh, yeah, very yeah. well. That makes very I much sense. I think yeah, I you probably know this review. 
Because I, to me, I felt like th- when I heard that the Pact was getting a sequel, I was like, after I'd seen the Pact, I was like, it doesn't feel like a film that needs a sequel or yeah, how it even work. Uh, I also really liked the first Pact. It is filled with fucking plot holes, though. But I, I did enjoy the first one very much. Yeah, it's okay. It's average. I gave it a five. It's just okay. Yeah. I'll still probably check it out. Uh, yeah, I'd probably have to check it out sometime. Uh, next up here from Screen Factory is uh, Stuart Gordon film, who I just actually met a little bit ago. Uh, and it's called Robot Jocks. Um, <laughs> I, this movie just like completely surprised the shit out of me that Screen Factory is releasing this thing. Yeah, um, it's like real still. It's another standout like, one. Earlier. This one's another one of their out in left field releases that I think AKA was just it's like, not going to sell. Yeah, I bet I don't you know, this Stuart movie Gordon sells like shit. Get on on Screen Factory. But it's I know, but I, it seems like some of their you know kind of out and left field titles aren't doing very well. Yeah, like yeah, but um, then you have stuff. Well, no, because that's different, dude. Stigmata. Stigma. The reason it, I figured out why Stigmata because, and Lake Placid don't feel right as releases, and it's because they're not cult films. They're not. No, they have not they're also up so readily available. The problem is with those type of films is that they're so readily available on DVD, and you know they're not out of print titles, and they're just you can buy those things for like two bucks. Yeah. You know who the fuck is going to go out and spend like twenty bucks on a Blu-ray? John Paul. <laughs> like know, sometimes I, mean, I don't even feel like that's the thing though, because people no, rebuy shit really all is. the time, dude, and it, they do it. How many times yeah, have you it, bought Evil Dead? It doesn't help that they're not. Yeah, it definitely. You know, them not being called films definitely contributes to that. But I think it's because they're so available. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the major thing is like, what the fuck? Like, but do so, I really about, need like, something like an Motel upgraded Hell. copy of Stigmata? Like Motel Hell you could get for like four bucks on that double. But it was out of print. But that also got reissued. It was out of print for a long time. Okay. But 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 then again, it's on a double feature. What about like, Ginger Snaps? That, yeah. that DVD, there's like three different versions and they were all like six bucks. Exactly. You know. But Ginger Snaps is mean, great. Because mm-hmm. it's a cult, but film. then again, but then again, it's also a good film too. <laughs> well, I, is Stigmata not a good film? No, Stigmata's okay, I mean, but it's not like it's not like fucking Ginger Snaps quality. You know, it's just a Ginger Snaps is in a different level. Yeah, you know, it's a better film, and I think that's what kind of sells itself too. Yeah, but, I agree. I mean, it's probably honestly, it's a, probably a combination of all three of those things: mm-hmm. the quality exactly. of the film, I, the amount of availability the film has, and the cult yeah. status of the film. That's what makes mm. a film either sell or not sell. Robot Jocks, I don't know. It might sell. I, I'm picking it up because I like Stuart Gordon, dude. And I like I, w- I want to see it because I like want to check out his full filmography. Exactly. All right. So moving along, next release here from uh, Scorpion. And is one I've been super, super stoked to see because I've never actually seen this film. I think it had a previous release from Media Blasters, also known as uh, Shriek Show. And um, it's called Spasmo. Umberto um, Lenzi. Umberto yeah. Lenzi film. I, yeah, just this is one that's always eluded me for a long time. Just never went after the DVD. But uh, yeah, this is really cool to see Scorpion releasing a Blu-ray of this. Again, another film I probably, you know, I was thinking would never hit Blu-ray. I don't know. Some of these companies are just blowing my mind mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. some of the releases that are making Blu-ray these days. Like, it's just fucking, it's yeah. pretty cool, man. But well, I, I mean, think Spasmo is going to do really, really well for Scorpion, man, because everyone, it sounds like everyone's picking it up. So that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next up from Artsploitation Films is a uh, – I think this is a Belgian film. Yeah, Belgian. I think that's what – and it's called The Treatment. And this one is on Blu-ray. I, I don't know. if I think it might just be Blu-ray only. No, Blu-ray and DVD. Blu-ray oh, it is DVD, DVD too? Okay. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, called The Treatment. Don't really know much about it. It does look interesting. I'll review it. It it has a really cool cover. Hopefully I get a copy and I'll review it as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not holding my breath, but (laughs) I think I was supposed to be getting one, but I don't know if I'm getting one. Considering Jeremy just got his today, it might be delayed a little bit. Okay. Um, moving along here with the releases, well, there's actually quite a bit that are notable. Um, I don't know about this one, but this one's These called next Awaken. This one's called Awaken. And of course, it's got Daryl Hannah in it. Vinnie Jones is making an appearance in this one among people. So, um, I don't know. By the cover, what is this one representing? I see a skull on a like an island rock. Yeah. So is it a ghostly? One, no, it's not. I don't know if it's a ghostly or if this is like a... I mean, it could potentially be a... It looks like a survival ghost. action pirate type shit. I don't know. <laughs> pirate? Not pirates, but it looks like... Oi, oi, oi. I don't know, dude. It, oh, it's like... You've the, seen, if you see the cover, you've seen kidnapped. these type of... It's like a bunch before. of people get kidnapped, and uh, I think there's people on the island that are harvesting organs and stuff so yeah or they're like like, have a marijuana filled or they fucking have (laughs) you know there's there there's some kind of bad guy bandit crook type fools on there we've seen this time and time again all right so and actually actually this is a series i've never really heard many people talk about but it's called bitten do you guys know much about this nope cover looks bad serious TV series called Bitten, so it can't be that popular if none of us have ever ever heard of it. Anyways, season two is coming out on DVD if you're interested in Bitten. Um, this next title right here kind of interested me because I'm pretty damn sure there's already a movie with the exact same title. There <laughs> I don't think is. They want to be making this, but it's called Flight of the Living Dead. What? Like, why? The cover like, looks awful, already- too. All it those looks terrible. All those Living Dead movies are terrible. There's already a fucking movie called that. Actually, Flight of the Living Dead wasn't actually even that bad. Yeah. To be honest, it wasn't. I, even I, that I bad. can even see the cover with like the girl's face in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. so strange, man. It's I from Cinedime. Yeah, Cinedime. Mm. <laughs> this next one is uh, pretty one. awful. The uh, the horror of H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, the title is or the, the cover is just fucking terrible on it. Uh, being released by Wild Eye. Oh, oh so, so um, we might be reviewing this. No, one. I'm, not, I'm not reviewing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pass. Yeah, this. I mean, Man, honestly, I the cover, the, the the tentacles around her do look photoshopped as hell. Like they don't, they're oh, not they even do. blended smoothly. <laughs> oh, no, they're, they're, they're terribly done. They're terribly done. Uh, next up from Uncorked Entertainment is a film called The Redwood Massacre. You know, fuck, I'm such a sucker for these type of films. Uncorked massacre. is hit and miss. These are, you know, these are like your typical like ones that you'll find in on every single website for like $1.99 in five exactly. bucks. Yep. I kind of like the guy's uh, mask on this, though. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. I don't mind it. Mm. The, cover, the cover's not very great, but the mask is – it could cool. be – potentially kind of cool but anyways yeah it's your typical dollar store type pickup <laughs> and last up for the releases uh which i'm really excited about this one this one actually made my top 30 films of last year um and as most people say it's the remake of the town that dreaded sundown but it's actually not this is more of a sequel um but yeah well, i think if they would have called it town the town that dreaded sundown 2 they might have avoided that confusion Exactly. <laughs> but this movie is completely a fucking sequel to the original one. I, I don't even know where people started saying it was a remake because, because when it's you watch the, the film, town that dreaded sundown. Yeah, yeah. I think I that's know, really no, why that though. <laughs> no, no, no. This is after people had seen the film. They're still oh. calling it a remake, and I'm like, 
did you not watch the movie? Like, is they it referenced better the than original the original? One. Um, you know, to be honest, man, I kind of enjoyed the, the original Town the Dreaded Sundown, Sundown is a fun film, but it's so goofy and it has like retarded music at times. And man, you just I don't know. Hard there's, twice. Th- there's certain things about the movie that uh, that kind of put me off a little bit mm-hmm. in the in the original. It, it, it actually, I'd made a post a long time ago about I was like I asked people to name some films that the more you watch, the less you like. And I had posted that it was, you know, the town of dreaded sundown for some weird reason. Every time I watch it, I just, you know, I just don't care for it as much as I did the previous time. So, well, that's not good for me considering I didn't love it the first time I seen it. Like, honestly, I I think it's pretty, it's okay. There's some cool moments to it, but it's, it's a, I don't know, man. It's not my thing really. It was more highly sought out because it didn't have release. Yeah. I think that's really why. So it was always like have. It was like heavily bootlegged and everyone always wanted that movie. But like when you, when you really break it down, you know, forget all that bullshit and you watch the movie, it's, it's, it's a little goofy. It's a little goofy. It, there's parts in this film that kind of remind me of like Last House on the Left with the goofy, you know, cops and, and scenes like that with the music and shit like that. And I don't know. It kind of takes you out of it a little bit, but you know, overall it's not a terrible film, but I really did enjoy this, uh, the sequel though, like how they referenced the first film and how the, everything kind of comes together in it. Not bad. Not bad. Cool. cool. So, yeah, nine ninety nine on Amazon. That's a good price. Yeah, that's a really cheap price for that. For the DVD or the Blu ray, both. That was the. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. You could either get the DVD for nine ninety nine or the Blu ray for nine ninety nine. Wow, the same price. Eh? Yep. Interesting. That happens. I think from time yeah, to time, it's weird. I think the Blu ray on .ca is like thirty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, that's gonna do it for the DVD and Blu ray releases for July seventh. 2015 yeah all right so moving along into the voicemails slash questions jp do we have any voicemails or questions this week uh we do not have any questions at least that i have on file they could have been asked and i've missed them but we do have two voicemails one from our homie derek which we'll play first hey guys derek here hi derek some more questions for you guys Great thing you're doing, Jaws. Love Jaws. New England horror, guys. Alright, here we go. Since you guys are doing Jaws, what is your favorite Jaws ripoff film of all time? I don't you had know. one, the one you've seen. And also, is there any other kind of ripoff films that you guys enjoy watching? Alright, guys. Wicked awesome stuff. Keep it up. Can't wait for what else you guys have for season three. Let's do this. Woohoo! <laughs> Derek's so awesome. Uh, uh, so Jaws ripoffs? Jaws oh ripoffs. And I'm not a fan like, of shark films. So there's like absolutely fucking hundreds of them. But actually one notable one that comes to my mind right away that I really enjoy is The Last Shark. Also known as, I think the alternate title is Great White, I believe. Um, yeah, it is. But yeah, The Last Shark, man, is a fun, fun film. There's some funny-ass parts in that film, man. It's just, it's so Italian and just ridiculous, but it's so much fun. Is that the that's one that's actually, my like, pick. literally, like, remakes Jaws almost? Like, scenes? Um, or am I thinking of a different one? Yeah, well, no, there is some scenes, actually, that are very, very similar, for sure. Yeah, because there was sure. a documentary on the Contamination Blu-ray where they talked about Italian ripoffs. Like, it was only, yeah. like, a 20-minute long thing, but it was amazing. Like, they should really kind of – somebody should make one, like, a full one where they talk about Italian ripoffs. But uh, 
I think that might have been the one that they talked about because Universal, like to this day, won't allow that one to be screened anywhere. Um, yeah, no, the Last Shark actually has a uh, like it actually has a region one release. Oh, really? Thinking so of, I'm um, thinking of a film. You're thinking of like a, what they call Jaws Five, which was the one that Screen Factory yeah, announced. Oh, Cruel Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Cruel Jaws was the one that actually took footage from a bunch of films and stuff, and <laughs> and actually Spielberg, Spielberg actually, you know, got the ball rolling on that. And he's like, no, no, that one is not uh, going to be shown around here, and ultimately got a ban from North America. So <laughs> it's pretty funny. Who has an illegal copy of Jaws Five? I've I've, I've never I, seen it. I actually, actually don't, never seen it either. There's got to be one if Stream Factory had the no. It, it was the Great Shark. Uh, or the last shark, whatever the fuck, Great White or whatever. Yeah, um, there was a lawsuit with uh, Universal. They rele- they blocked the North American release. Okay. Yeah, it's been. It actually it does have an official. Yeah, it, do- it definitely has an official release now. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I can't remember the company that put it out, over but the years. Yeah, I think so too. Actually, uh, another one that I really do like is um, uh, Monster Shark. I think it's also known as uh, I want to say Devilfish. I believe it's called Devilfish too. Um, I have like a, a bootleg of it. Monster Shark is really fun. I think it was done by, I think Bruno Matai actually directed this film. So you know what you're going to get with that. Cause Bruno Matai is like the king of fucking <laughs> ripoffs. I mean, he just rips off everything, but his films are so much fun. Uh, but yeah, that, that one's really fun too. I know Jeremy, yeah. you can't really answer this one. I, I like, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't honestly, watch shark films. I think I told best, Derek that I don't watch shark films. I think the best one though it's not sharks is piranha in my opinion i mean i haven't seen a ton of them either but i well, love piranha is basically a jaws ripoff too like all those type of films yeah are, it was one yeah, of the like ones alligator that actually and, did yeah. well i mean yeah technically like stuff like alligator orca the killer well is a fun one yeah, those are yeah. all jaws ripoffs i mean that's what people oh, yeah. were trying to do it, it, jaws pretty much created the killer animal genre because everybody was trying to do that but it's like okay what if we just replace jaws shark with a fucking killer whale you know like it, it, it you know an alligator in the sewers of New York or whatever, you know? Exactly. Orca. Maybe I should watch it. Yeah, Orca's fun. It's, I, I mean, honestly, it's to me, it's not the most amazing film in the world, but it's it's fun. It's yeah. It's probably, yeah. About, like, it's probably one of the better ones that I've seen. Uh, one that, I, I don't know if you would call it a rip-off, but definitely, like, kind of, you know, given a nod to is Deep Blue Sea. I, I actually think that's one of the better killer shark films in, you know, modern times. Like, I, I, I think that that one obviously has flaws and things, but it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I actually don't even own a copy of that film. Right. <laughs> it's so strange. Uh, um, so the yeah, other part of the question was what other types of ripoffs do we like? Um, I like alien ripoffs, to be honest. They're pretty cool. Um, I'm oh, not- dude, I love alien ripoffs, man. Because I, I talked about Bruno Matai films, uh, you know, oh, I th- it was a bunch of podcasts ago and stuff. But Bruno Matai totally blatantly ripped off alien, like hardcore, like the whole plot. There's even like scenes like directly t- taken from the movie. To- it's fucking so funny. But alien ripoffs are fun, though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and you know what other ones that I'm interested in checking out is like the Mad Max ripoffs that came out. I know that oh. um, somebody just released a bunch of them. I don't know if it's Synapse or what. Mm, uh, it was, was like Blue last Underground. week. Blue Underground. Blue Underground. Blue Underground that's Blue. Who it was. Yeah. The, the Bronx. Was... The Bronx Warriors trilogy. They they released. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Dude, those movies are fucking awesome. All three of them are great. They're yeah. so much fun, dude. They look cool. Yeah. Yeah. The whole the Mad Max ripoffs. Oh, dude. There's 
fucking tons of them, man. Just, yeah. yeah. You know. But yeah. the cool thing about those ripoffs was they were doing those films are like known for having like, you know, real car crashes and shit like that. Yeah. They make them fucking awesome and just you know doesn't really happen that often nowadays. So I think that's why everyone liked the new Mad Max. Yeah, they were they were really shit. dangerous back then. Like yeah. people were just, oh, I'll just crash the car. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like, well, how are we gonna do this? It's like, well, I'm just gonna get in it and crash it. <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> exactly it's like how are we gonna film you on top of the car it's like well i'm just gonna get on top of the car and you're gonna film me <laughs> i mean another film that's been ripped off to death of course is the exorcist i mean after the exorcist came out oh, yeah. there must have been five thousand exorcist type ripoffs that came out after um one i actually reviewed on the podcast was um um was called uh, uh beyond the door oh yeah yeah you that know what's actually that one's actually kind of fun. Another so. ripoff that I actually like is um, the Elm Street ripoffs, most notably all done by Wes Craven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like Shocker and uh, My Soul to Take. <laughs> oh, fuck Shocker, man. It's so Nightmare on Elm yeah, Street. Yeah, but how about that one? I want to see that one Bollywood Elm Street ripoff, uh, the uh, McCall or Michael or whatever it's oh, called. Oh, dude, that was the funniest <laughs> shit ever. I didn't even know that existed. It looks hilarious, though. Man, I got to get my I gotta get my hand. On a copy of that, yeah, it just looks so good. I mean, that's totally a title that Mondo Macabre should release. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it was so good. Ripoffs are fun, though, man. I like them. I mean, that's what they're fun, of course, because I mean they're so blatantly, you know, ripping off off something (laughs) that it's just it makes it so enjoyable to watch. You're like, it's not like they're trying to hide or disguise the fact that they're ripping something off. They're just like. No, I ripped that off. Well, I, I found that, you know, with like with Luigi Cozy, the Italians had this weird attitude where like they to them like like the Troll 2 documentary. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. like the guy is so serious. Like they, they I don't think they really feel like they're ripping shit off sometimes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Nah, but, good um, times. but so, yeah, there's oh. God, I, th- I th- honestly, I think the Italians have the funniest ripoffs. I mean, they ripped off everything. I mean, they they even made their own Rambo films and like oh, yeah. <laughs> shit like that. Man, there's I mean, a just... lot of ripoffs out there for all genres. Star Wars, there really is. Oh yeah, Star Wars for sure. Well, I mean, oh, ca- actually, Luigi. Well, they even Cozy. capitalized on Star. They even capitalized on Star Wars, man. Yeah. The Italians, they, they made a bunch of those. Yeah, things. I mean, the, even the... Roger Corman was ripping off those films. Man. Yeah, yeah, but. uh the guy who made Contamination, his film right before Contamination was called Star Crash, and it was a Star exactly. Wars ripoff. And Star Crash was done. Yeah, oh my god, Star Crash is awesome. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So um, just low budget Star Wars, man. Yeah. It's good stuff. I guess we have another voicemail. This is the last one for the night, and this is from either Rob or Ron. Can't remember which one. Hey guys, Rob from Georgia calling with really, I think what amount to just a comment and perhaps a question or maybe even a conversation starter. I guess we'll just see. First, I just want to say happy summer to all, whether at work or out and about. I'm hoping the best to you guys uh, these next couple of months. Thanks, JP, for the stuff. It's no, it's freaking awesome. Nothing like zombie Nazis and snow when the summer gets too freaking hot. Anyhow, got something that's been chewing away at me. Back in episode 29, second part of the Halloween review, specifically the conversation that ensued around Rob Zombie's entries. Man, what a disparity, I mean, in terms of ratings between the two films. And it's the reason for this disparity that I want to dig into. In a 
interview with Mick Garris, Rob points out that his initial pitch to Bob Weinstein had him making one film, breaking it into two pieces, and releasing it a year apart from one another. Part one was to be his vision of a young Michael, insane asylum, breakout, and part two, more of a retelling of Carpenter's film. It would have saved money, kept the cast intact, and probably been a better product overall. But he was turned down and asked to cram everything into a shortened version of what he wanted. My gripe is with the freaking studio system. Whether it's Craven, Scott, or Del Toro, they all have these kinds of horror stories, and I'm just freaking sick of it. Wasn't House of a Thousand Corpses and Rejects enough to merit Rob the benefit of the doubt? And if he had been given this benefit, our conversation, episode 29, or whichever it would have been, would have been a different beast altogether. Most likely, no disparity in ratings between the two films. So I guess, if I got a question, it's this. What do you guys think the eventual outcome of Rob's Halloween entries would have been had he got to do it his way from the start? Any thoughts? I cannot wait to hear Casey. That's a really good voicemail. Passionate right there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Send more of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he asks us, you know, first of all, you're welcome for, I sent him uh, some DVD. He was one of the contest winners. So, you know, you're welcome. <clears throat> uh, sorry, I couldn't send you like a bunch more, but glad you liked what you got. Uh, and two, man, I didn't even know that. Like, I didn't know that that was Rob Zombie's original idea for his Halloween remake. Mm-hmm. He said for... that he told that to Mick Garrison in the interview. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Mick Garrison, and Rob Zombie are just well. Mick Garrison used to do interview, like host these like horror interviews back in the day. Okay, like he used to have like sit down interviews with horror icons. Were these things like televised or were they? I just, think like... they're available online. Like some of them were like huh. video form. I think. Interesting. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, my thoughts on that. Now, you know, not really knowing that, mm-hmm. that sucks now because yeah. I like that idea. I like the idea of making one big-ass film, cutting it into two parts. and Yeah, you know. You but would... now, now when you think back on it, you're like, wow, okay, maybe it does seem like it's kind of, you know, like a lot of people do say like the Halloween remake that, uh, you know, Zombie did does feel like two different films, right? Yeah, and it makes now, so much now sense we now. Know why? Yeah, <laughs> now we know why it feels like two different films because the first part of the film was probably supposed to be a little more extended into a full yeah. length. But imagine the second if half the, was the the first film, hmm. you know, was the the story of young Michael Myers, and it ended like the ending was just him walking, like a long shot of him walking out of the hospital or something. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the end. And it's like holy shit. You know, that would have been powerful, and everybody would have been so pumped for a sequel. I think that would have been the better choice, man. Oh, uh-huh. I, I completely agree, man. I, I would love to have seen that because I mean, we've stated many, many times that I'm a big fan of the backstory. I love so it. seeing like a full length of it. I think that would have been awesome. Kind of ending it like how you said, and then getting into the, uh, you know, well, the the grown up Michael Myers part. But yeah, and you could have, you know, it could have took place like just like the second half of the film did, and maybe it would have been more. Because a lot of times people complain about how that plays out because maybe you don't get enough time to really be with these characters for character development, like as much time as you spend in Carpenter's original film. And it just feels mm-hmm. like the the final act of a slasher film because it is the final act of a slasher film. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be very interesting if that would have happened. And we wouldn't have had Halloween 2 as yeah. Halloween 2, which, you know, god damn it. Which, I mean – 
most people really fucking don't Weinstein's like. fucking everybody again. Well, Weinstein's always fuck shit up. There's I know. I, like the Bob Weinstein's and Harvey are, are I really agree. They're always ter- fucking terrible shit up. people. Yeah, God. I don't understand how they have been. Like, it feels like all of their success was like accidental. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so I'm assuming like the Weinstein's like they probably just disregarded. Rob Zombie's previous work is in, you know, House Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects and stuff. And they just didn't give him the benefit of the doubt, which seems like a Weinstein thing to do. Well, the Weinstein like, no, we to, to it me, this way. they feel like so, they're, um, like they, they, they're control freaks. Like I don't really even, they probably did want to get Rob. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. We can just break this down. They're just, they're assholes. They're, ass- <laughs> they're, they're not assholes. They're my kind type of assholes. You get, you get my drift. <laughs> See, I can't say that because I can't say that, but I get what you're saying. He's they're, they're <laughs> J-O-O's, as Carmen liked to say. But yeah, you know, it just it totally makes fucking sense, man. They make this stupid ass. Oh, fuck, I hate hearing things like this. You know, way after the fact, right? Because you know, you just want to do something about it, but you can't. Yeah. You know, it, it fucking sucks, man. I would have loved to have seen that though. You know, just that yeah. movie split into two, and kind of we would have never seen that the Halloween two disaster that came about but yeah. it's like when you hear know. that like quentin tarantino was gonna direct a nightmare on elm street film and you're like damn that would have been awesome <laughs> like i wish i could have went back Fuck, and I made that right. happen you know like like yeah. it it pisses you off when you hear about it after the fact or, or like mm. carpenter was gonna do a sequel to the thing like picking up right after the original mm. thing it's like fuck fuck man why didn't this not happen these damn hollywood producer scumbags fuck everything up yep <laughs> but uh great passionate do. email or yeah, uh was, voicemail man i love the passion that in his voice yeah that's good and <laughs> bring something to our attention that we didn't even know and actually citing the exact episode and conversation of that topic that was cool <laughs> yeah that's not bad that's not bad i would actually like to check out some of these mick garris interviews who else did he interview do we know I know he's done like Car or uh, Craven and Carpenter. I think I, I'm almost sure I could be thinking of something else, but I'm almost sure he used to have like this like Masters of Horror style interview thing that he used to do. So are these like long episodes, like you know, hour interviews? Well, or just I know short, I, like, I might be thinking of the things that he did back in like the early days, like the '90s or like the '80s. But then I think he was also doing like other interviews. And- so these aren't like the horror dinners that we were talking about during no. the Master of Horrors episode. No. I would- yeah, I would actually like to, you know, I'd like to hear the audio from those conversations, those dinner. Yeah, those yeah well, there's would be one so that's sweet. recorded on the Masters well, of Horror bonus disc. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thanks for the voicemail, man. Yeah. Yeah, awesome stuff, man. That was really, really, well, like the other guy said, passionate. Passionate. Yeah. It definitely did turn me on a little bit. <laughs> Get a little bit of boner. <laughs> Just a little bit. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, we got was, any more JP? What was your boner in true full screen? <laughs> we do not have any more. And uh, just a little update: the show that uh, Mick Garris used to host was called Mick Garris's Postmortem. He did stuff with uh, Hooper, uh, John Carpenter. You can actually find these on Mick Garris's own YouTube channel called Miss Mick Garris Interviews. I think there's a mixture of old and new stuff. Hmm. Oh, nice! Cool. Yeah, did super, stuff with John cool. Landis. Uh, oh, I'm gonna have Craven. to check this out, man. Rob Zombie. I found Rob Zombie's one. It was posted eight months ago. Fuck, mm. I'm gonna have to check this out, man. That's really cool. Yeah, it sounds cool. Awesome stuff. Yeah, so if that's it for the voicemails, thank you guys again for the awesome, awesome voicemails. Always creates good conversation. And yeah, keep calling in. 
Uh, we'll have that number again at the end of the show, like we always do. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So, moving along with mood swings, we'll get into the uh, the corners report, of course, of weird stats and morbid facts. Now, this one is coming from the brand new issue of Rue Morgue, of course, July 2015, issue number. 157. This is interesting, man. It's got a whole article on American Psycho turns 15 years old. People know my thoughts on American Psycho. And if you don't know mine as well, well, like it. I fucking love American Psycho. One of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. So damn quotable. It's so brilliant. And JP, you need to get your fucking head out of your ass and rewatch that shit with an open mind. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a I, bad movie. It's just I don't really like it that much. Uh, it's oh my it's good. God. I, I just I, it's one of my most watched. I can watch <laughs> it all the time. The dialogue just sucks me in. It's just the way it's delivered and it's odd and it's awesome. But anyways. Now, this is something that I believe that I probably knew, or maybe I didn't. I don't know. Maybe reading this, it just kind of, I don't know what the hell's going on. But anyways, this is just a quick little one. This is probably the best one I could pull out of here. I know there's some things that other people probably already know, but I'm blabbling on. Anyways, Eddie Murphy was at one point considered for the role of the villain in 1992's Candyman. (laughs) Of course, it went to Tony Todd. Oh, my God. Thank God. (laughs) Okay, did you guys not know that, or did I just... I announce some or read something. Okay, I didn't know it either. That I think, anyways. But Eddie Murphy, That's really? Funny. Isn't that fucking funny? Why would they even consider Eddie Murphy for that role? Yeah, that's that's bad casting right there. And if somebody says it's because he's black, that's not yeah. funny. <laughs> but no, seriously, Eddie Murphy in 1992. Yeah, this is right? like, yeah. he was like he was like a huge fucking star at that point, man. Like, why Eddie Murphy? Like Tony Todd seems like such a better choice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, very, honestly, very... just name. Uh, I I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, cause yeah, then, like Eddie Murphy was doing like real serious roles. Like he was a stand-up comedian who was like killing it in the eighties, right? I mean, so and that's what I'm saying. Like even in the early nineties, comedians in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, and like even at you know nineteen ninety one, ninety two, and stuff. Like he was still really popular. Like it, that seems like such an odd choice to you know for a serious horror film like Candyman. I don't know. Yeah. Strange, strange things. Yeah, but I'm glad. I'm definitely glad they went with Tony Todd on that one. Could yeah. you imagine if Tony Todd got the role in uh, Vampire in Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Vampire in Brooklyn, but it's oh, one of the really? Wesley Craven the movies I film. own. That's the horror film that Eddie Murphy did. That you know? is right. That is right. That's but, funny. But it, but it's like giving the role to fucking Tony Todd. So if Tony Todd <laughs> would have starred in Vampire in Brooklyn, would it have been a better film? And then like, would it would it be what Candyman is today? Would there be two mediocre sequels probably (laughs) (laughs) um but actually you know just a little tangent right here there's a little bit of breaking news according to horrorsociety.com which i don't know how uh you know official their rulings are but apparently scream did very poorly in ratings like just just over a million viewers hmm so well, I guess I didn't connect with those those Teenage. you know those awesome teenagers. Yeah, that is pretty shitty when you think about how many people are out there. Yeah, but only a million. As I'm looking, they also posted um, some of their current premieres from MTV, and most of them are 1.7, 1.6, uh, 1.1. So I mean, maybe maybe you know, fucking Teen Wolf had. Two two points one though, so I don't know. Yeah, Team Wolf did really well, I think. Yeah. Uh, so 
I guess not the best, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Hopefully we get to see Ty West this episode. Hopefully they don't cancel it before. Well, yeah, I mean, ooh, that's not very good ratings. Nah. I guess we'll have to wait and see, so yikes. But then again, you know, I mean, it doesn't fully surprise me. I'm not going to lie. You know, MTV, I mean, a lot of the older fans, <clears throat> you know, like my age and stuff, I mean, really, are we are we going to MTV to check this out? Probably not. So. It's me. Yeah, man, Just, I remember yeah. MTV from back in the day. Even Moods, yeah. you, you had the good times, but even, you know... The yeah, MTV Osborne, was good back in the The yeah. Osbournes and I Bet You Will and all those. Dude, when I was a kid, MTV was awesome. Beavis and yeah. Butthead, Daria. There was some cool stuff back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man, I Bet You Will was the shit. I, I love that show. Yeah. Alrighty, so I think that's probably going to conclude Mood Swings. And yeah. Um, Alright, getting into segments? Yeah, we can sure. get into segments. Who wants to go first? Jeremy. Jeremy, you're up first. Always. I gotta say it. Fuck you, JP. Alright. <laughs> They're gonna say, go fuck yourself, JP. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Go we actually need yourself. a recording of that. We should sample that all the time, too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. JP's a, a bitch. Good one. I always That's got a good one. Alright, so... <laughs> what has been, like, six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks since I've last talked on the show? So I've watched a lot of movies, a lot of films that I've reviewed for from for people and things like that so you know i was trying to probably think the best movie that i've watched over this past eight weeks or so and it's surprisingly not one of those films that i've got from a company to review i mean horse head was pretty close to being my pick of the week since we started talking so i i gotta give it to daddy's little girl this is a movie that moods talked about way back in season one i think that you brought it up moods and mm-hmm. it's, it's been a movie that I've been wanting to check out since Mood talked about it, just simply because of the fact that he, he talked about how brutal and, and relentless the movie was. And it, it definitely made me curious. Because, and you had seen Seven Days before, right? Yeah, and I was going to get into oh, that. I just, okay. you know, I watched Seven Days, you know, six months ago or something like that. And, um, you know, I was thinking, oh, I wonder how this compares to Seven Days. I think it's an Australian film, as Stan corrected. So... Yeah. You know, between French and Australia, I'm curious to see how extreme this movie was compared to Seven Days, which, you know, it has its share of um, being messed up. And while I think Seven Days has a little bit of a better storyline, more compelling um, narrative, I think, wise of what was going on to this guy, Daddy's Little Girl definitely brings the brutality level um, probably twice as brutal as Seven Days, I think, in my opinion. So the story basically we follow this guy, his daughter gets murdered, and um he seeks revenge of the person who ends up killing his daughter. And the person who he kills is who killed his daughter, you know, there's a whole twist and things like that. I'm not gonna get into that to spoil the film, but just look at the back of the cover and it pretty much ruins the whole fucking movie. So if you get this movie, don't read the back cover because it's just gonna ruin the film. Yeah, that is so fucked up, man, that that yeah. happened. Like the fuck were they thinking right yeah it just totally awful ruins the twist of the film and you know so the main the main goods here is um the torture scenes and there's some pretty fucked up stuff going on in this during these scenes with with this guy and what he does to this this murderer of his daughter and there's there's some stuff that i've never actually never seen before aka barbed wire up the ass i mean 
that's some pretty hardcore stuff right there. And I can't say that I've seen anybody do that kind of, you know, brutality before. I think that's like the one, the one type of kill that everybody, not kill, but one thing that everybody remembers from this film is that barbed wire scene. And it's fucking just brutal. And they don't, they don't puss away from it by showing it off camera. I mean, they, they show you it and it's, it's brutal. Like, I don't think I even had to pause and walk away for a few minutes because it is pretty a fuck, fucking hardcore film, and um, it's one that's not many people talking about. But now that I've brought it up on the podcast page, um, it seems like more people are starting to check it out. And um, you guys should because it's a really, really great film, and um, it's pretty, it's pretty messed up. And I, more people should check it out because it's, it's quite good. So, Daddy's little girl, check it out. It's Fish's films. Um, and give this one a nine out of ten. Yeah, it's fucking powerful, man. I gotta yeah, say that uh, the the whole end, you know, the whole third yeah. act in this film is just uh, yeah, it it's starts relentless. out boring, but then it gets like, oh, it it's fuck fast. the the third act in this film is I, I I couldn't pick a better word, but I you know I gotta say it's so relentless, man. It's just it's fucking balls to the wall, brutal. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's effective though because of the twist and you know I, it, and it's yeah. fucking awesome. It, yeah. It's so good. So good one jp yeah i'll go next uh that's one that i haven't seen yet but i'm really you know that's one that i've i've been because even before moods had talked about that one i was following it during the festival circuit and still have not fucking seen it so i'll get around to my top it was in my top 10 last year right yeah it was was 2014's top 10 not 2013 so it was part of season two yeah Yeah. Um, so yeah 2014 it definitely made my top and of last year so you get it cheap i paid like 10 bucks for it prime yeah all right so the film that i'm reviewing today this is going to be a closer look at one just because i simply did this you know two days ago and that is uh 2012's dead souls from uh scream factory actually and uh the film itself follows johnny who is 18 years old and he learns that something had happened to him when he was a baby and he was adopted. Uh, so the pre title sequence, we have a man uh, like a preacher guy going around, you know, grabbing his family and like crucifying them. And the little brother hides the baby away. So uh, the police show up and, you know, get the baby, send it off to live, you know, with an adoptive parent. Well, that doesn't sound original <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, you know, your typical horror setup, really. I mean, this is a chiller film. So basically, uh, Johnny learns that he is, uh, adopted because he had just turned 18. And guess what happens when you turn 18 and you are adopted and you're in a horror movie? You inherit a house. Um, so he travels to this <laughs> location where his house is that is this old farmhouse with a big giant barn in the backyard. Very a la Texas Chainsaw 3D um, because that's literally the plot of Chainsaw 3D, right? I mean, she yeah. inherits a house. Um, she was adopted. Same thing. Um, so, you know, he goes out there. Um, he is kind of dicking around the house a bit. The locals are like, you know, those typical guys where they're like, we don't want you in our town. You bring back bad memories of our town. You've plagued our town with tragedy. You know what I mean? Like that type of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's getting shit from locals. He's chilling in his house and, Oh, there was a squatter living in his house and she just happens to be this hot girl. Um, so she's upstairs. Uh, they begin to talk. Uh, 
then you know the soul the dead souls you know there's like a raven and stuff it, it honestly it's typical like kind of ghostly shit uh the third act i feel like falls apart in this film it felt like there was some decent slow burn spooky stuff going on as cliched as it was the setup there was still some decent stuff going on as you were you know kind of uh learning a little bit about the backstory and stuff but then the third act comes about and it really kind of falls apart um not really that great of a movie i will say that there was some decent cinematography i actually think that that's probably one of the highlights of the film and the setting the house that they picked the barn all is really really cool great place to set Mm -hmm. a horror film they just kind of Mm -hmm. pissed it away with the actual story and this is actually based on a novel too which even surprised me surprised me more Overall, I give the film about a 5 out of 10. It's as average as they come. The special features, well, first of all, the transfer was really good. Uh, but the special features, bloopers, 7 minutes and 36 seconds of boringness. I do not like bloopers, and I don't like them as a special feature, unless it's a film that I really, really love, and I really love the actors because they're funny. This is not that film. Uh, then you have a set tour, which is 5 minutes and 39 seconds. Absolutely the best special feature on here. Uh, because the director takes you around and shows you like the house and just you know talks about how they found it and what condition it was when they found it and it's really fucking creepy actually they found like like dead mice in like the jars in the basement and stuff you learn that from the commentary uh you know yeah kind of kind of cool like the house is a really like it really was like an old ass like dilapidated house the barn uh they didn't have to bring any junk into the barn it was already in there uh you know a lot of stuff in the house that they just used as props because it was already in there uh that that's about five minutes and it's it's really cool it's one of the coolest things about this entire release uh tv spots four minutes and 31 seconds of those babies that's not really anything uh and then you have a commentary with the director the screenwriter and the producer which is actually a solid commentary it's better than the movie itself three guys sitting around talking kind of surprise like they're kind of just into like wow like you know we made a movie and you know it's pretty crazy that we made this movie and oh i remember that scene you know oh i remember the porter potty guy came in and said you guys shit a lot you know it's it's just funny stuff like that quirky stuff that happened on the set uh just fun kicking back uh they was kind of talking shit a lot too which was funny um the one i don't know if it's the screenwriter or the director but they were just talking mad shit on other other people and you know some of the actors and stuff it is kind of cool um overall honestly not a good release the the film's very average and the special features are also not that good that's all that's on there so that has been my closer look at dead souls moods have you seen this movie yeah it's uh released by screen factory yeah but is it any good um I have it. I, I, Did I, I nail that much review agree. or what? <laughs> yeah, I pretty much, I pretty much agree. Like, I actually didn't mind the first two thirds of the film. I, I, yeah, I, I it was, it was slow burn. Like, the story was not overly the greatest or whatever, but it was acceptable. Yeah, good for cinematography what it was. and setting, right? That it, that's a, actually the first thing I noticed about the film. The setting and the cinematography in the film actually keeps you watching because yeah. it, it is actually really well done. It's mm-hmm. ahead and, of the chiller know, curve, kind of, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it kind of makes up for like the lack and like the you know the original storyline and stuff i agree with that um it really loses steam in the in the third act though the you know the third act it it fucking ruins the film for me mm-hmm. like i just i really did not like how this movie ended and stuff i was like oh really and it just 
yeah, five out of ten is pretty much exactly what I'd give it, man. You know, there's a lot, there is a lot of good elements to it, but the the end of the movie sucks, man. It's just one of those scream factories that I've had for so long. I mean, that was what mm-hmm. the like nineteenth release, I think I looked at, at it, and it, that's what it was. And I just had it in the collection for so long. And we've watched some of these chiller films that they've released, you know, most yeah. of them. And it was just like I, I think I need to actually check this one out. So I popped it in, and it was just it. It was exactly what you just said and what I just said, but the commentary mm-hmm. was pretty fun. Uh, so that might it, it actually inspired. It made me want to make a movie, kind of, because it was like these guys did it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah. Like, it was that's interesting. They found. Them. Yeah, I didn't watch the special features, but that's pretty cool. They <laughs> found like dead mice in jars and stuff. I think between the three of us, we can make a movie. Oh, for that's sure. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to bounce those ideas, man. You come up with something pretty cool. Yeah, better than this, um, probably. <laughs> well, I would hope so anyways. <clears throat> All right. So for uh, my pick of the week here, I, I, you know, this isn't really, you know, I, the pick of the week. I, this is just the one I grabbed. I, it's kind of like a last minute thing. But anyways, this is the film I'm going to talk about here. Uh, it's from 1999. It's actually a shot on video film from 1999. And it's Marcus Koch's uh, basically first film. I think he'd done something maybe a short before that. Uh, if you don't know who Marcus Koch is, he's mostly known as like a special effects artist, really. Uh, he directed 100 Tears, though, which is fucking amazing. Um, but, you know, he's worked on tons of films. Like, I think he worked on Toxic Avenger 4. Uh, you guys seen the movie Sweatshop? No. Yeah, I love Anyways. Sweatshop. It's a slasher, yeah, he, uh, like kind of what, like not punk rock, but like goth, like fucking. It's the one where they're doing type shit, like the like the rave and. Yeah, yeah, I like that one, dude. That one's cool. Got a good soundtrack on it and stuff. Uh, some cool kills. Exactly. Killer. Cool. Yeah. Cool set. So he did the special effects on that film. Um, you know, among things, bloody bloody Bible camp. He did him on there. Um, some sleazebox stuff. Uh, he actually worked on High Eight. Also, he did the. Yeah. Uh, effects in a very bad situation which is kind of cool but you know really known as a special effects artist but you know if you've never seen 100 tears definitely check it out but anyways this is like his first film from the 90s and it's actually kind of trippy that it was shot in 1999 on you know vhs like it was shot on video um and it fucking looks older though it looks like it was shot like i would say like in the early 90s like 1990 91 kind of thing <laughs> So it really, it, even for 99, it has like a more of a throwback feel to it. It's kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> and the film's called Rot, if I didn't say that already. Um, basically what it is, it's about these two punks. Um, this guy, you know, and this girl, they're a couple. Anyways, this guy's girlfriend ultimately ends up fucking these dead bodies in this, uh, in this fucking, um, whatever you call them, uh, in this funeral home. I think she was kind of working there, whatever. But anyways, She's all fucked in the head and she fucks this dead body and gets the rot is what they call it. And basically what the rot like is, an STD. It, it, yeah, it basically kind of infects you, but it kind of turns you into the, you know, the undead, you know what you start rotting, but you're living still and you just progressively get worse and worse, but it's like a virus type deal. So you can actually spread it. Unfortunately for him, she has sex with him and then tells him after what she had done. <laughs> and so he gets the rot also. So now they're this punk couple and they're, they're starting to rot and shit. So they basically just go out on this like crazy fucking, you know, almost like this killing spree in a way, you know, kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde type deal. Sounds Not cool. Bonnie Clyde, <laughs> like Mickey and Mallory, but they start infecting people and just doing punk things because they're punks. They don't give a fuck about life and shit. And I'm getting they like live in this... uh, 
Return of the Living Dead 3 slash contracted vibe. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it's definitely not as good as those films. But, but no, no, it's really, really fun. Like, it's got a really fun soundtrack. And that's basically what it is. You know, it's this couple. They're out there and they're just doing crazy, crazy shit. And it's just a lot of that, like, aggressive music in the film, punky and stuff. And it's really fun, though, because when you watch it, you know, if you've seen any Marcus Koch's stuff, like, the effects in the film are pretty well done for a shot on video film. And it kind of keeps you interested. Uh, it's pretty short, you know, it runs about 80 minutes, so it doesn't overstay its welcome at all. Which but I had a fucking be... blast with this movie, man. I had a blast watching it. Like, if you like shot on video films and you like decent ones, definitely give Rod a shot because, you know, I, I you know, it's just, it, it surprises me it was shot in 1999 because, like I said, it feels about 10 years older, which is kind of cool. You know, it's very, very cool how he did it. It's actually edited quite well, even for a shot on video film too. So you can tell he's, you know, he's got some skills there and stuff, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's not really a lot to say. There's, it's bloody, just, just pure debauchery, man. It's just off the fucking hook, and Shane, it's just bad shit, kind of crazy and stuff. So, um, I, I love, I love the uh, the tagline on this. How does it feel Sex to be dead asshole? From outer hide. Wait, that's a, that's a different one then. <laughs> yeah, the one on the cover says, "How does it feel to be dead asshole?" <laughs> uh, the one on IMDb is "Sex, drugs, formaldehyde." <laughs> yeah that that makes sense yeah but you know you know what you're gonna get with this man it's just it's it's fun it's so much fun it's not a great film by any means but you know like i said shot on video ridiculous check it out yeah i give it probably you know a six and a half to a seven I, it's a little high for rating but it, that's more of a fun factor for it but All marcus right. Koch, definitely give yeah. it a shot yeah you know i actually do like shot on videos and this this one looks like i would probably like it based on what you described it as sounds like yeah. it sounds honestly like the type of shot on videos that you look forward to like that you know yeah. punk rocky good effects stuff like that well the cool thing about the film though it doesn't really have a lot of downtime in it it gets right into the story like you know immediately she's fucking her boyfriend and she's telling him that what she done and, and then it just goes crazy for like 80 minutes man <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> really no downtime. It's kind of funny. And there's a lot of really kind of funny parts in the film too. So it's got like, you know, it's not like, you know, over the top comedy or anything, but there is some funny parts, especially with, uh, their, uh, landlord and stuff. Cause they're, of course, they're not paying rent because they're punks. They don't give a fuck about anything, right? Uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, but, it's uh, funny the IMDb description. She has contracted a deadly virus called rot, which she got by sexing a dead guy. <laughs> sexing a dead guy. <laughs> yeah. And of course, there's like this whole. I, I didn't really get into the subplot. It doesn't really matter because you don't really need to. But anyway, there's like a whole subplot with like these people that created the virus rots, and you know, and these police are chasing them. Obviously, the police are chasing them because they're on this you know kind of murder spree and stuff like that. But there is this like whole subplot with you know the people that created rots, and they're trying to get them, and it's 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 really <laughs> goofy fun, and it, it's pretty cool though. So sounds funny. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess that's going to do it for segments. I guess it was last, right? <laughs> Shit. Alrighty. So moving along into the, uh, the featured reviews, the July 4th midsummer extravaganza, oh, yeah. <laughs> the Jaws franchise. Um, now I wasn't quite sure. Now, did you guys say before you'd never seen any of the sequels? Nope. I have never seen any of the sequels. First time. Okay, so these are the first time watches for all the sequels for you guys? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Which I guess is good. a good thing because I'm never so you... going to watch them again. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's interesting. You guys have never seen the sequels before. Cool. Cool. So, um, well, of course, the first film, Jaws from 1975. The movie that ruined Hollywood next to Star Wars. Which we have, t- which we have talked about before. Directed by Steven Spielberg. 
there is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. This is Universal's extraordinary motion picture version of Peter Benchley's best-selling novel, Jaws. I just found out that a girl got killed here last week. And you knew it. You knew there was a shark out there. You knew it was dangerous. But you let people go swimming anyway. dealing with here is a perfect engine uh an eating machine we're not only going to have to close the beach we're going to have to hire somebody to kill the shark bad fish but i'll catch him and kill him did you hear your father out of the water now this shark swallow you whole you're going to need a bigger boat that's a 20 footer 25 three tons of them He's coming straight for us. Don't screw it up now. Don't wait for me. Now! Shoot! Shot it! Give him room! I can't swing and run! Oh! Come quick! I can't hold it! Hurry! of man's fantasies of evil can compare with the reality of Jaws. Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus, Jaws. See it before you go swimming. Yeah, anybody want to get into the... Uh... <laughs> the plot? I mean, the plots in these films are like three sentences, man. One Can't sentence. <laughs> When a gigantic great white shark begins to menace the small island community of Amity, a police chief, a marine scientist, and a grizzled fisherman set out to stop it. Yep, that's pretty that's much it. precisely what it is. Yeah, ratings. <laughs> <laughs> no, so honestly, um, right from the opening of Jaws, though, I love. I, I've always loved the opening, but. I don't know if they mentioned this in the actual dialogue of the film, but I never know if it's set 
it's sunrise or sunset. You know, the opening with the two kids on the beach and they go swimming. To me, I always felt like it was like late, late, no, like sunrise. Yeah. Oh, I, thought it I think sunset. it's sunset. Really? I think it's sunset. The, yeah. I've always got the vibe. It probably is. But for some reason, I always felt like it looked kind of like early morning. Well, because like they've been drinking all night and it's like like they partied themselves out and they're like the two just go off and it's like it seemed kind of like must m- muggy and foggy out like i don't know i've always like- for some reason felt like it was sun sunrise hmm. yeah that's interesting actually i never, I, thought, I never heard i'm pretty like sure that. it's sunset though it because probably I, I, is. I, I feel like you know because they don't uh, find until he like goes the to investigate day. yeah till the next day i think it's like they find him kind of in the morning right so sunset and then the night passes and then okay yeah, yeah. That may, I mean, I, that that's how sense. I kind of see it. Yeah. But either way, it's shot really well. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it, it really does, man. Did you guys watch the Blu-ray? Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it's ma- it's good. It's amazing. But I don't think it's, like, as good as The Swimmer. Mm-hmm. I know that you think this is, like, the best-looking Blu-ray. I know you said that before. Uh, I said this is one of the best-looking Blu-rays. Yeah. I, I, the Swimmer, which I all which I purchased after Jaws. I think Jaws was like one of the greatest looking Blu-rays for a while there. And then the swimmer came out and I was like, Holy fuck, man, yeah. that's on a different playing field, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, Jaws, I mean, that's how I always interpreted, I, you know, one thing I like about true full screen. I was like, what the fuck is this? Eyes are black bars on the top. Of <laughs> Fucking black. bar. see, I couldn't enjoy it, man. You know, cause it wasn't, enjoy it. Full I, screen. I couldn't see everything. Yeah. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on Jaws? I mean, Right from the opening scene, man. I lo- the opening scene is really, really shot well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they do such a great job with you know having that camera right in the fucking water and like mm-hmm. just the way they shot it. it it's just brilliant cinematography, man. I mean, yeah, just, then it gets uh, fucking overused. As we I, I just like the um, you know the opening when the the first attack, you know, where the the girl and the boy go into the water. Like I've always just yeah. really thought that was such a great way to open it because it's. It's almost like your typical like slasher scene, right? But it's it's different exactly. um, from the shark's perspective and all yeah, that. Yeah, and it, it's just something about them like you know sneaking off and and, and you know going into the water and dude like just passes. <laughs> he can't even get down to the water, you know. <laughs> and that's just funny, but um, it, it has a great setup. Uh, then you move on. We're introduced to our actual like lead character in Sheriff Brody, who you know is very very good like lead character definitely like yeah. stuff like that i think because especially during the final act of the film you have to have characters that are likable because they're trapped on this boat mm-hmm. and if you have characters that you don't really care about nor do you like then i think you know i don't think the film would have done as well but yeah. i think i think the casting was pretty well done for the the fisherman and the scientist and i don't you know, oh yeah there's, there's a lot of you get to really know obviously uh chief Brody and yeah. um, and hooper you know, as the film progresses, you get that little quick, um, you know, with the town meeting with Quint. And then he and doesn't that was a actually great come back into the film. Though, to that it character. Because you get to like him because he's like the badass. He's like, yeah, hey, I'm going to get shit down that fuckers. He's but like then, the, you know, it's kind of funny, like, rewatching Jaws. And I'm like, yeah, you know, Quint's so fucking awesome. And then he disappears until, like, you know, the second half of the film. Yeah. You know, when they get on the boat. And, like, you know, the second half of the film is basically, like, the whole third act, right? It's like an mm-hmm. hour on the boat, but then you get to really know Quint. But it's interesting because you know he just kind of shows back up, and but yeah, he's so likable though, man. <laughs> Especially when he's telling really stories about like when he was in the war and stuff like that. It's like okay, I can see now why he's a badass motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, one, actually, one of my favorite scenes in Jaws actually is the scene where 
um, you know, Quint and uh, Hooper, they're fucking, Drinking. they're shit faced. Yeah. They're shit faced in the boat and uh, they start comparing scars. Oh, I, <laughs> I love it. That, I love fucking it. That's... War wounds. But that's really how you like, you really do feel for these characters that moment. And it's just fun. It's so much fun. That scene's just great, man. It just adds yeah, well, so that, much. That scene does a lot of different things. One of the things it does is it um, lets us know where Brody stands, and it kind of gives us him in like this vulnerable, like let he's not m- the macho man. So that when he eventually does become the macho like hero at the end of the the thing, it's a full arc because they're all talking like manly stuff and yeah, he's yeah. looking at his stomach like, should I chime in? But he does it. He feels kind of out of place. Mm. That's a great, well, it's, well it's done not, scene. It's not only because he feels a little out of place too. He's also scared to be on there too. He doesn't like the fucking water. Yeah, but you right? can so tell he's not, also, he's not fully contributing to the drinking stuff because yeah. he's a little on edge about even yeah, being there in the first place, yeah. right? It's not just that he's not the macho type. He's a little afraid to be there anyways. Yeah, but Where he's Hooper definitely, and fucking Quint, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. That adds to it. But he's definitely out of place in terms of of just their their communication. Like they have they 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 have more experience with it. Obviously, he doesn't like the water, but it also shows that he has this like vulnerability side to him where he he like cuz he looks at his scar, right? Like why does mm-hmm. he not like sh- like hey guys, I have a scar too. Like it's kind of that like shy kid syndrome that that you get. And I love that scene for that reason cuz it shows it shows him kind of vulnerable and it adds to his entire arc when he does become the hero at the end of the film exactly exactly actually you know another one of my favorite parts of the film too is is how they introduce quint you know with his fingers on the chalkboard it, that's gonna be one of yeah. the most memorable scenes ever man like when i was a kid watching jaws i just that, that part used to grit on me man i was like ah ugh. yeah you always remember it i love that years. it's just because you know Quint is like he's that guy who doesn't give a fuck, so he's gonna annoy everybody by putting his nails on that chalkboard. Well, it, okay, it also does that. I love that, and love it that. sets up him being a character that demands attention, and you know he's serious because he just gets the attention exactly. by the whole room. Like you believe exactly. that this guy could really go out there and get this shark because the way. But you also get the it. feel that you know people do respect him because he does have a history and stuff, and and you know his fingers on chalkboard it just it it's it a showstopper stop yeah everybody it's a showstopper everybody stops and looks and listens right it's a great entrance you know, what do you have character. to say that, that's it's exactly how you entrance a bad a, a badass character right yeah like and he you know when he says like you know you get the tail the fin the whole damn thing or whatever you know like that's that's dope that's dope as hell because he he's like this is he my doesn't budge the fact that he doesn't budge yeah this is my mm-hmm. offer take it or leave it I don't really care either way. I'll go about my life. But, yeah. you know, here's my offer. I, such a great character. Um, also, I find that Hooper is one of the m- like most interesting characters, too, because he, on the surface, he doesn't look, he looks like a nerdy dude, right? Like, he doesn't look like a, a badass at all. Yet, he yeah. is very cool, and he knows what he's talking about, and he, he's, he's on constantly trying to prove himself with Quint, or, yeah, Quint right away, too, because, well, it, it, of course, and, because they're complete opposites, else. right? Yeah, yeah, and Quint is like, uh, you know, you have city boy hands and stuff, and that pisses him off, right? Like, like that pisses yeah. Hooper off, and, and Hooper, you know, he's test, Quint's testing him, like, tie me a 
some kind of knot, which I don't know. It's of. a great contrast, yeah. though. You got yeah. Quint, who's basically obviously learned everything firsthand, you know, just doing it hands on mm-hmm. versus Hooper. That's, you know, completely compu- oh, uh, computer, yeah. you know, college educated. He has all this and he's turns out that he's like super rich and yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So he, he's like the polar opposite of Quint. So it makes a great contrast of characters. But that's what makes that scene even much more appealing to everybody is that they're polar opposites. And the, the only thing that they have, you know, that you know is relative to each other is their fucking war wounds and stuff mm-hmm. you know i love that man i, I think that's just yeah. so great how they did well that, that's but. the moment but i think it's like after that part they realize. get respect for each other yeah exactly exactly they, and that's they, exactly what it does yeah 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 that's the moment where they really do just you know they it's like they nod they're like yep like we like and it, it's a cool thing too because like that as like guys guys do shit like that too and that's what and you really get a sense of like this is what like sea bo- like sea fucking men seamen <laughs> this is like men. what you know, your face like, this chest. is the, the life on the water you know which uh that's probably you know quint with his he has all those different songs that he sings and stuff like you just get a sense that like it's a way of life like the sailing life is a way of life and um hooper you know when he finally like proves himself and they gain a respect for each other you realize that like he knew what the fuck he was talking about the whole time quint was just giving mm-hmm. him a hard time um, there's a ri- that each all of the characters kind of have this arc. Um, of course, you have the the famous uh, Indianapolis uh, SS Indianapolis scene uh, yeah. where Quint yeah, yeah. does that huge speech, which is like an uh, amazing cinematic moment in in film. You know, yeah. like that he just commands your attention. Like he's just you're, he's talking, and to know that you know it's it's a real thing that happened that they utilized in the film was a really yeah. cool interesting thing as well mhm mhm and and the face of uh hooper when quint says you know it's from the ss indianapolis like he knows that it's some serious shit like it's known as like the shark attack right like anybody who's who's like a, a learner of sharks and history and stuff like they know of that incident um, because it is like the biggest shark attack incident ever. Not fucking around. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know this guy's this guy knows sharks when he's been when he was part of SS Indianapolis. Like he knows the fear of sharks. Um so that's 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 a great scene. Uh mm-hmm. you know, one of the scenes that I've always found funny is when um Brody's on the ship and he he's kind of a little like he he's obviously out a fish out of water right um mm-hmm. and he knocks over that that fucking dive cage and and the, the fucking tanks fall over and he's like that's compressed air you gotta watch that stuff i was like <laughs> foreshadowing <laughs> a little bit of foreshadowing yeah. maybe <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, i never really thought of it like that but totally because yeah. they zoom up on it so you know it's going to be important later on yeah, in, on yeah. in some way or but he's like, just so serious he's yeah like, that's yeah. compressed air but like that you know, totally makes sense yeah. it totally yeah. doesn't explode like <laughs> it's movie magic um, you know, so many classic lines in here. You know, you're gonna need a bigger boat and stuff like that. You bastard! What? What does he say at the end when he blows Jaws up? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I forget. Yeah. Doesn't he say you bastard? I like when, I like when Hooper's like, he, he fucking turns around on the doctor and he's like, they're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious. he's funny, dude. He has like the he has he's like a he. I think he's the most likable out of all of them. Oh, Hooper's fucking awesome. Hooper, yeah, Hooper is an awesome character um and he you know you kind of root for him too because you know he he's the one that goes down with the shark in the in yeah. the, uh 
Trump but he doesn't Trump come Trump. out on like Jaws four. <laughs> <laughs> How about yeah? But, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. In a minute, but, there are some um, things with this film that do come off as cliched, but then you have to put yourself in perspective that this started the cliche. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, the exactly. sleazy mayor who like won't listen to shit. Like mm-hmm. it, you want to roll your eyes when you see that nowadays, but this was the one that started it all. So you can't really yeah. do that. You know what I mean? I have a question actually, you know, is this like one of the first films ever to show like, you know, a kid getting fucking gnarled on? <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. Like, this movie's fucking PG and there's fucking blood and guts. Yeah. And yeah. Well, there's like severed arms. That's but even the fact to kill the kid read on screen like that, like, yeah. is it the first film? Like, I don't even know. Like, I can't think of any films before that were blatantly oh, destroying kids like that on film. You know, that scene is very. Yeah, well, yeah I guess Frankenstein, but good. But this is different. It's just like holy fuck! Like that yeah, kid just got brutal. That kid just got brutalized. Well, man. I don't think they're gonna show that when Frankenstein came out. You just well, have exactly. Play, you just have to do it by the times. But yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, they, they didn't just kill the kid. You know, like kind of you know without blood. It was. You know, there was a lot of blood. They chopped them. You kind of really get the point of it. So I don't know. I always thought that was really interesting. It just had the balls to to put that read on screen. (laughs) There's one scene where uh, the kid is in the water on the raft, right? Um, And there's a shark attack and everybody goes running in to grab their kids. And the, the one mother is the only one that doesn't have their kid in her hand. And she's looking around like yelling his name. To yeah. me, I've always felt like that scene right there, like, was cut too soon. Like, it cuts away because you see her and she's, she, like, it's very powerful. Like, like, she's there in the front of everybody and everybody's just standing there looking around, like, just yeah. kind of like, thank God it wasn't you. But then you still feel this powerful feeling for, like, hey, she doesn't have her kid while we do. And I always felt like it, it's always jarring when it cuts it should have held a little bit longer and i don't know if that was a ratings thing or what but it it all like ever since i first seen jaws it always like kind of annoyed me Hmm. interesting yeah (laughs) yeah that is no that actually is really i'm just trying to think of the scene right now but yeah that's really interesting i never really thought of it like that on and she goes up and she's like oh no no totally billy or whatever his name was you know she's the one that slaps uh brody later but she's looking for him and it's such a powerful moment because it's like she's a quite a few distance away from everybody else they all move back she's still in the center where the water is and they're all holding their kids and like thanking god and stuff and she's just like billy billy and it's fucking terrible it's so sad you know but they cut too (laughs) soon you can't you don't get the full Mm -hmm. effect (laughs) interesting yeah yeah there's i don't yeah i mean i never really thought of it like that but Hmm. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, in movie history, pretty much. <laughs> now, besides, thank you. Besides, frankly, dear, I don't give a damn. This is probably one of the most, you know, memorable final lines in cinematic history before he blows the shark up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. You know what other line I've always liked? It was the one I, I'm going to mess up the quote, obviously, because I don't remember it. But the mayor, he's like, "You yell barracuda," and everybody's like, "Huh? What? You yell shark." And you have a full blown panic on your hands. Like I love that line because yeah. it, it sets yeah, the yeah. tone for like like everybody is terrified of sharks. Like sharks are this like dominant, powerful presence that like you just say shark and people are like, huh? Oh huh? shit! <laughs> yeah, it's a, such a serious term, right? Like shark. Like if you're around water and somebody says shark or yells shark, it's like it's just like fire, crazy, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which you're supposed to yell if you're being raped, from what I hear. 
What, fire or shark? Fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because when you yell rape, no, like, I guess there was a statistic study done where if you yell rape, people are less likely to r- run over. But if you yell fire, people all swarm around. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, actually, another thing I really like in this film, man, is <clears throat> actually when the when the shark when Jaws is like destroying the uh, the cage in the water. I uh-huh. think that looks fucking awesome, man. Oh, they did yeah. a good job like filming that. It just looks amazing. Like I was watching it and going, "Fuck, man, it's well, not bad." Wasn't not Spielberg bad. Just... like say like quoted saying like the damn shark didn't work or whatever? Like, yeah, it works so well. It looks yeah. Real. Maybe like, it's the way they edited like or shot it. I don't know. Of footage where the shark doesn't look real, real in the whole entire film. Like it looks so real to me. Mm-hmm. Watch part three, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, see, in part three, the shark just looks no. tiny. See, with part looks... three, we'll get into that, but yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, but, uh, yeah, but I just love that scene when the shark is just giving it to that cage. I'm like, it just fucking, it's like pure terror, man. It's nasty. Me, I love I, that scene. I did notice this time watching it, and this is probably um, from watching it so many times, but to me, like, the, the, the whole end scene felt like it went really fast. Yeah, just normally, not really like a ending. Yeah, ending. like normally it felt like this big, long, epic like battle, but it pretty much the boat gets eight, and then he like shoots the shark. Like it's it happens. And then he goes to shore, really and that's fast. it, and that's it. Well, there's still a few minutes. It's not too too fast. I mean, I don't know. I just re- no, I'm not saying it's a complaint or anything, but I always remembered that it felt like way longer. But it's probably just from watching it so many times. You know, it didn't feel as mm-hmm. epic and long. Like it didn't feel like as like tense. Yeah, it's I guess I don't know. It, it didn't really feel like I don't know. I don't know. I haven't watched Jaws in a while, so. Does anybody have it felt, any it felt pretty normal. complaints on Jaws? Is there anything you can I, think of that is like annoying? I, I do. I do actually because every time I watch this movie, you know, you know, especially like you know the end scene. It, well, this is actually where my complaint is. You know, the whole third act and stuff. You know, it's got like that. It's supposed to be very terrifying. Like this is the final showdown between Jaws and and you know the guys, right? Um, and it's supposed to be terrifying. Now, the thing that takes me out of the film is the fucking stupid sounding Disney score that they put in this film. It just really mm. kind of brings it down to like a kid level for me at that. times. It, you know, and I hate that. I wish they had to used a more darker type score. <clears throat> and I'm not talking about the theme. Yeah. It has the a, like a, in this uh, film. pirate it kinda, adventure type sound. Yeah. It, it, exactly. <laughs> Especially exactly like right point. when they go like out. I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm watching the fucking it's like the Goonies or some shit. Yeah. That's exactly what I was getting. And I was like, I feel like I'm watching the fucking Goonies, which is fine with those scores because that's the type of film it is. Yeah, yeah. But this is supposed to be terrifying. This is the final showdown. And it's got like this overpowering and bearing Disney type feel good score. I've always that. hated it. It always takes me out. And it's, it is one complaint about the film that I have. It's just. I'm like, I don't understand why they would go Fuck you, John that Williams. happy in that in that moment. It's like it's not yeah. supposed to really be, you know. It's like so you know, it's one complaint I and have. And it carries but, over into part two. Yeah. Also. Exactly. Well, like, exactly. See, I didn't know that I didn't like it until you just pointed it out. Like I did yeah. notice it. I because I remembered like it felt like a Goonies or like a like pirate adventure type thing. I remember noticing it and was like, that's kinda weird. But I didn't realize like, yeah, it, it actually is annoying. it's actually a bad uh, decision. I agree. Yeah, it really is. And it's one thing that kind of takes me out at times. And I notice it every time. 
And uh, yeah, that, that's really one of the only major complaints I have. I mean, to be honest, the, you know, scene after scene, the characters are awesome. It's just a lot of fun. The film, you know, for a film that runs over two hours long, it yeah. doesn't really seem like it's that long. No, I don't. To be honest, no. you know, I I can't even really think of a lot of scenes. I mean, because a lot the, this film's kind of very choreographed perfectly. You know, the the scenes are executed well, and there's just a lot of good build up to the you know mm-hmm. the final act so it doesn't really feel like it you know overstays its welcome at all but well, you know, what addition do you guys like have said, you guys have I, the digi book or like i think the, i have like the 35th anniversary dvd edition <laughs> oh really I have, yeah i, I was so the, bummed the that i didn't have the Blu-ray. yeah i have the digi book it's an awesome release yeah it really is man it's really thick and there's a whole bunch of cool stuff Mm-hmm. You know, another thing I really like, well, <laughs> that I do like about the film is I love how they actually managed to capture such a small town feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like feel Amity. Small town. And the summer, yeah. like our, our, you know, the town relies on the summer. Like I've seen that used so many times in movies, not like, pre, like yeah. oh, yeah, the future. Yeah. I mean, but, this movie's ripped off to death. They, they, yeah. They, oh, yeah. Ideas um, are stole left but and right Something out of this film. that I noticed was. That the mayor, even after he they didn't cancel Fourth of July, mm-hmm. uh, he was still like, remember oh, nobody was getting in the water, and he's like, "Come on, get in the water!" Like that that just seemed like wrong, <laughs> like because like, he already had the money. Like he, now he just he still wants them to even swim. Like I, I, it was like a weird thing to me. Yeah, and he started a shitstorm there, man. Oh, yeah. Get in the water, and then everyone's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I always thought that part was funny. It's like, you know, all this, like, kind of devastating shit just happened, and, he, and the mayor's like, well, you can get in the water, so everyone just trusts him. Like, everyone either was really stupid or had the biggest balls ever. You know, like, yeah. would you really be getting in the water if there was, yeah, like, all these they shouldn't be using Goonies stuff, songs. Like, they should be using ACDC, Biggest Balls of Alls right there, even <laughs> exactly. though it wasn't out by then. But You know, I always thought that part was actually – it's interesting you noted that, JP, because I do have it written down here. That I thought that part was kind of goofy. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, really, would you react like that? I mean, knowing from my, you know, my own personal, ex- well, not personal experiences, but just knowing myself, I'd be a little more hesitant than grabbing my floaty and jumping in that water <laughs> right away. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, that shit, man. I'm like, people are just I was like, how about you go in the water, shark. guy? And knowing that they hadn't caught the shark yet, which yeah. I guess they kind of, at the time, I think they kind of lied it's or whatever. Like, I'm but I'm not going to see little Billy Loomis's body fall over this dock. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I can get in that water, man. <laughs> like, everyone's so quick to jump, jump in. They're like, oh, yeah, there's no shark in here. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. That's a bad decision. You know that's going to be a bad decision. But, yeah. And I don't know. Was. That part is kind of funny. Yeah. Trust. I always felt Who the fuck that, is like, going to trust the mayor anyways? Like, nobody's going to trust the mayor. That mayor is a scumbag, they, dude. Yeah, he's, he's a, a scumbag. He's even a douchebag in part two. Listen, so they obviously know oh, about the worse in part two. Yeah, he's he fucking is. worse in part they, two. They know about the shark attack, correct? So the first one, the one with the drunk kids. And then, you know, they let people go out there and then the woman's son dies. And then she finds out that they knew about it. And she comes and slaps Brody. And then yeah. the ner- the mayor has the nerve to say, like, it's not your fault, Brody. It's like, dude, <laughs> it's like, like, it is your fault, you asshole. Like, you literally, like, convinced me to not, like, close the beaches. And it- and he's, like, trying to be all sympathetic. Like, it really isn't your fault, Brody. It's like, well, no shit. <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. But he- it-, he- it doesn't look like he has any of the blame on himself. You know, he just. It's fucking terrible. It's like your typical sleazy mayor before there was a typical sleazy mayor. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> awesome. I, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about Jaws. Jaws classic. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a classic. 
Yeah. It definitely is a classic, man. It, you know, kind of set the bar or set the bar. Well, I mean, up here, obviously, but you know, it, it was that film that just, you know, it was the film. What grade? Everything was ripped off of from. Did you see it in grade four, grade five? <laughs> I don't fucking remember when I first watched Jaws. <laughs> Actually, I have no idea when I first watched it. To be honest, I know I was a kid, yeah. and you know, for somebody that grew up around water a lot, yeah, it, it scared me. I mean, even knowing that there is no sharks in lakes and stuff. It, it's always in the back of your mind. So it's effective. I didn't even like Jaws. It's an effective film, man. Yeah. That's what you were saying on the crew page. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I actually, it's pretty interesting. I didn't like Halloween it when I first seen it either. So it, I think, I think what it was is before I could really understand what makes films like amazing. Like it's not all about just like what happened. It's yeah. how it happened and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think I bought the Jaws DVD in like 2010 and and I remember this because I watched it and I was like, holy shit, this is an amazing movie. And I before that, I'd always like kind of debated with my friend Martin about it. Like, yeah, it's not really that good, you know. I never found it scary, stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm well aware of its brilliantness now. I don't find mm-hmm. it scary. It's what what's happening. It's pretty scary. You have to put the scariness in your mind. Yeah, but that's it's not what's shown. It's what's in yeah. your mind that's scary. Yeah, but they show a lot of scariness too. To be honest, I don't know, man. Just being on that boat and knowing that there's a yeah, shark that's exactly, actually like attacking but... shit because you can go down at any minute. I think that's yeah. a little frightening, though. Yeah, you know? but that's in your mind. That's why I think it's so good about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Ratings, guys. Jeremy. Nope, I'm not going first. You are okay. I'll go first. I'll go first. Moods. Um. Yeah. Um, like I said, like the, really for me, the film is really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, but there's one thing, like I said, with that, that Disney score, man, it really fucking hurts it for me. Like, I just find it so stupid that they use that happy feel, blah, blah, blah. But otherwise the film is classic. You know, we can get onto all that and stuff, but nine and a half out of 10. Mm. Yep. That's exactly what I gave it. Nine and a half out of 10. Yep. Me too. Nine and a half oh, out of man. ten. I mean, I'm really close to a ten. I, I almost feel like, why don't I give it a ten? Because Hall of Famer, uh, it will still make the Hall of Fame with a nine point five. Uh, so we have just inducted another film into the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, that's that's a that's a twenty eight and a half right there. So yeah, that's uh, pretty fucking good. Actually, yeah. I think it's the first time we've ever all given something nine and a half. Yeah, it might be. Leave. We'll yeah. have a Hall of Famer and a Hall of Painter. <laughs> so yeah, Hall of Fame Jaws. Uh, oh, I don't know. Definitely I don't nice know. addition. To, what to the <laughs> Hall of Fame? Uh, so yeah, Jaws. That 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 is a great fucking movie. I need to pick up the yeah. Blu-ray. So uh, moods. Yeah, um, <laughs> you do need to pick up that fucking Blu-ray, man. It looks so good, man. Yeah, it's it just good. it's really amazing what they did with them. Um, yeah, moving along into uh, the sequel from 1978, obviously called Jaws 2. Jaws 2. The terror continues. In all the vast and unknown depths of the ocean, how could there have been only one? Are you serious? Roy Scheider. 
This one actually was, you know, surprisingly had, you know, um, the same characters. Uh, some. Well, actually, the same actors, I should say, actually, you know, with Roy Schneider and, of course, Laurie, uh, Laurieann Gary, I think that's what her name is, um, returning the for the sequel, which is really cool. And the mayor. Yeah, among people. So it's always nice to see. And actually, one thing that we haven't noted yet, which we'll probably get into, but, you know, all the sequels actually have continuity, which is amazing yeah. for a whole <laughs> franchise. You just never really see like a four film franchise that actually has like full continuity um, that often. You know, yeah. it does. But yeah. But anyways, in the sequel here, I'll just read the quick little uh, police chief Brody must protect the citizens of Amity. I was going to say Amityville. I was actually going to say Amityville. <laughs> Amity after a second monstrous shark begins terrorizing the waters. And that's exactly what it I is. I mean, it literally is just <clears throat> another shark attack. Like, there's nothing yep. added. There's no, there's nothing added to this story. Like, it's, but it's a it's lot. absolute. It's, it's there so is much blurring, though. It's so boring. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If I could describe Jaws 2 with one adjective, it would be boring. boring. Yeah. This movie, I have never, ever liked. I find this movie to be tedious to watch. It's boring. And it, that's exactly what it is. It's just another shark. And then, of course, Chief Brody is gotta save the fucking but day but nothing's going on it's just them like but the thing, doing that's stupid the thing. shit this movie lacks everything that the first film did so well this one doesn't have any interesting characters it focuses more on teenagers and yeah. and their stupid things and you know i mean it's fine if that's what you're into and stuff but there's no interesting uh even teen characters well you know it's like are, are you, do you always listen to what your dad does no well then come meet us over here it's like fuck <laughs> off man. listen this is bullshit so the, listen my number one freaking complaint about two of my biggest complaints number one i was so pissed off when i didn't see hooper like i was waiting for him to show up i'm like this is where you're gonna call hooper right this is what i you're swear i hooper, read sometime right? that he gonna... was was he was he not offered a part in this film and he had to turn it down i bet he was to... yeah i don't no, I think why he was actually he had he was doing another film at the yeah. same time or something so he actually had to i think that's what I he was in antarctica <laughs> isn't that what they said he was in antarctica <laughs> yeah, so something like that, yeah. yeah. But seriously, I was I was like really like because I didn't know he wasn't in it for some reason. I always thought he was, and I was like I was like I was waiting for the moment where like Brody was like, oh shit, it's another shark, and it was kind of like that Tremors two moment where they call yeah. Bert. You know, it's like we better call Hooper in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And I was yeah. like so waiting for it, and it never happened. I was so pissed off, dude. <laughs> I know, man. Like this movie is fucking tedious, man. Like it's I said, boring. like there's no. 
exciting characters in this film. It's like, okay, basically all you have, the main conflict in this film is between Chief Brody and the mayor. You know, Chief Brody knows that there's another fucking shark out there. He pulls some bonehead moves by shooting up the beach. Gets and fired. Shit like that. And of course, the, the, the fucking, you know, basically the main thing in this film is that uh, the mayor wants no part of Chief Brody. He doesn't want to ruin the fact that, you know, they've just kind of reopened this, uh, reopened, opened up this new hotel. They're still, kind of getting oh, yeah, past the events of the it's first Jaws film. It's Jaws 2, sponsored by Holiday Inn. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? So, you know, they're still kind of recovering from the first Jaws film financially and stuff, and he just doesn't want to believe Chief Road, even though he possibly does, and then, of course, he ends up fucking firing him to keep him shut, or to keep him out of this, you know, their business stuff. Yeah, he's sleazy as fuck in this film, man. Yeah. The, no, uh, it, no, it's stupid, dude. That's one of the most annoying things about this film, is the fact that... N- I hate the fact that, like... Doesn't anybody remember what happened? Yeah, it's so like, it's like mean, all really, the characters like, are oblivious to the big thing that happened, like, a couple years prior. Like, yeah. like nobody... No, like, it's I so frustrating. Not, I shit you not, man. Me and the wife are watching this film, and, and Aaron goes to me, and she goes, does not does anybody not realize what happened, like, two years prior? Yeah. Or three yeah. years prior? And I started laughing. I'm, like, writing it down as she's saying, right? I'm like, that's so fucking funny, because I was just writing that down. I'm like, every character... Obviously, people still live there from the previous events. Yeah. It was like three years prior. Like people know what happened, but nobody seems to remember or know a thing. So Chief Brody's fucking crazy. So the mayor's like, okay, well, you got to step down or you're getting fired now because you're crazy. Like, there's, come on, There's man. a point like, where fucking... you can be dismissive, but then yeah. you're just completely ignoring things. It's so I know. It's like every character is so ridiculous, man. And you got this like whole there's not even like a subplot it's like this is the main you know conflict is between Brody and the mayor but then you got the kids and it's just like okay yeah they're doing kids things they go up there and then yeah the goonies are out on their fucking boats. there's like no other subplot it's yeah. like fucking so I, I found that one of the biggest problems with focusing the film on the kids being stuck at sea was the fact that I couldn't tell a lot of them apart because they were so dry they were just dry characters like oh my I didn't God. really not even that like the, the only so dude that I liked was the curly-haired, not... like chubbier dude. I thought he was funny. Mm-hmm. But you got it. You have to admit, even there, it's so cliched really? to have that. Character. Like it's just so fucking boring. I man. laughed so hard when I was watching the movie. And he, the fucking shark comes out and fucking tips the helicopter over, and I was cracking up so hard. I like that like, scene. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I wanted to see it go boom. I wanted to see it fucking explode. Um, you know what? You remember the tanks in the first film when he knocks over the tanks? They pick up the power line early in the movie. I was like yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I even, I even exactly. said that to my mom when I was watching. I was like, "Yeah, that's how the shark's well, gonna." We die. know how the shark's gonna die, but no, seriously, there's one good scene early on in the film, and it's when the shark attacks the woman and she catches it on fire and herself. I was like, "Whoa!" You know that that scene always makes me laugh because if you watch. I mean, not you guys just only watch the film once, obviously, but if you, like from what I remember when the first time I watched the film, it looks like she douses herself with gas on purpose. And when I was rewatching, I was like, it still looks like that to me. <laughs> like I understand that she's kind of she's kind of jumbled up because the boat's all moving and stuff. Well, but if you watch the scene, it's funny because it looks like she's dousing herself. Like I don't want to get eaten by the the shark. I'm going to burn myself to death. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> I mean, you know why it's that's like, like that, right? Because the actress needs to dump that on herself on purpose yet she needs it to look like she's not and she obviously felt at it <laughs> oh yeah man it was, it's so bad it's just it yeah because i noticed that too i was like i was i was thinking for a second i was like 
thinking it was going to be some like action escape stuff and i'm like wait a minute there's nothing you can do to make that work to do <laughs> like you know what i mean no, like, I know. you know how, like sometimes in action movies they'll do something like crazy and ridiculous but then i'm like wait a minute there's no way that that could do anything positive see the whole the whole scene just fails <laughs> miserably because i mean it looks like she's committing suicide like you know <laughs> she dumps the gas on herself but then she still has the frame of mind to make a decision and that decision should be don't shoot that flare gun because if you shoot the flare gun, you're going to go up, right? Go boom. She still does it, man. So why can't you go boom them? like with the helicopter like they did That's with why the I'm boat. like, it's either I get eaten by the shark or I fucking – I blow myself up here. <laughs> it's such a goofy part. <laughs> this film just has it's like so no goofy. like heart, no life to it. It Maybe sucks. It feels – to me, the, the sequel feels really forced. You know, it's just like they put out this thing and no one really seems into it. Made like you know, eighty-eight million bucks, though. Which oh, is like of course it did. Hell. Of course it did, man. It doesn't mean it was good. No, but that's but, like nineteen seventy-eight. Fucking yeah. Actually, there's one scene I think when Brody <laughs> goes. To, I can't remember who he's going to see, but he pulls up at this little cabin or little house there, and then one of the barrels from the first film is sitting on the porch. Yeah, I like that. that. It's like a nice little nod. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Actually, yeah. Um, it's kind of like a. I've heard people call this Jaws the Thirteenth. Did you hear that? <laughs> Jaws the 13th. <laughs> Is this the one where they call it Jaws the 13th or something? Because it's like kind know. of like a more of a slasher. Like oh, yeah, yeah. Like I see. Okay, people I see off. <laughs> there's some, uh, you know, and this one right here, it just, it just really doesn't have any heart. It's sleazy too. Like there's a couple shots of like just long shots of girls walking away on the beach with their butts. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they try to get a little sleazy to kind of make up for the lack of story and boring ass characters. Yeah. I mean, really, when Brody gets fired in this film, you know, he obviously go kind of starts, you know, freaking out a little bit and he's kind of losing it. And, uh, but it, the whole film just like completely even slows down more. It just gets boring. You're just like, Oh my God. I, I actually kind of like that, that stuff. Uh, a little bit. I, uh, thought, I thought, I thought it so, was decent. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Everything's so cliche though. I mean, like when he goes in there and, and you know, he's talking to the whole panel and everyone's like, Oh, what do you mean? There's no shark. <laughs> Fuck off. It, it, it's honestly, I, that's, I it that was the, that was like the biggest frustrating point for me. It was just the fact that like everybody was so unbelievably resistant to the idea that there yeah. could be another shark. No, that's what I don't understand. It's because it's not like this movie's taking place 20 years later. It's like three years after the events of the first one, man. What the fuck? Like, how could you dismiss that? It yeah. makes no sense. But I it think makes like no the opening sense. where they showed the, uh, the, the boat they were underwater with the boat the original boat from the I oh yeah it's called yeah yeah that yeah. was cool yeah the uh oh, just a lot of bad decisions in this film man it's yeah neat, oh, what, what is the name of the killer whale ignorance what's the name of the killer whale? orca yeah it's it's, yeah, yeah the orca that's what the boat's name was yeah. um yeah i mean honestly i i really don't know how to really talk about this one because it it really is just kind of – it's a bland movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You I, had to have an explosion, the shark exploding. I, I've always fucking disliked this film, man. I, I, I mean and it's for the sheer fact that it's just boring as shit, man. I don't think it's that boring, but this that, is the first time I've seen it. This could be the no, Silent Night, Deadly Night case. so boring, no, it's man. boring, man. Stand like, this part movie. three is like – It's even so whole, less boring. It's, it's seriously not that boring. Yeah, it is. It's a little, yes. it's a little boring. Even but... the third, even the final act in this film is like, fuck off. It's so unbelievable too, man. If you're gonna start electrocuting 
and you're all around water like that, you know what happens. Yeah, that was a ri- that's even worse than the explosion. It's airplane. fucking written so poorly because you would fucking die. Yeah. I don't it know. It doesn't make any sense. You, you would. would. It's a fact. You would. That much voltage going through there, dude. Even but Aaron looked at me. She goes, I think, she goes, what the She goes, what but the fuck? But there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of water. I think that that's has a difference or something. Water's Not water. Not a scientist, but. No, I, no. Sure? <laughs> no. Yeah, this would be, this so, would be devastating. It's bad. So, but how it's far does it reach, though? You know what I mean? But I mean, I mean, really, there's a couple of characters that are right next to it. Like even Brody himself, too. Like he probably shouldn't have lived. I mean, he probably shouldn't. Have. He shouldn't have lived. It's ridiculous. But you know, whatever. It's a movie. But I, is I just there really even fucking find... lines that go under the water like that? No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There is. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, I don't know. It's just I, I really don't get any enjoyment out of this movie. I just uh, it was tedious getting through it. Man, I was like, come on, bring on Jaws 3D. <laughs> I love Jaws 3D. I didn't love you know, it, that's, but that's uh, I just I just don't find 3D to be boring like this. You know, at least oh, it has the fuck out of here. This what? is way this is way less boring than Jaws 3D. You're insane. Oh God, JP, you're. I'm not I'm alone. Nuts. I'm not alone. I bet I bet you guys are in the minority. I fucking love Jaws 3. It's so you found you found Jaws 2 to be more entertaining than Jaws 3. Yeah, way more you're entertaining. S- you're insane. <laughs> when did Jaws okay. 3 have any downtime? Oh my god, it's just like, it's so oh, goofy. It's such oh, a goofy geez. fucking film. This, at least it had a little bit of character and yeah. make smile a few times. This one, I'm fucking scratching my balls going, fucking seriously, a two hour runtime on yeah. Jaws 2? <laughs> Fuck my life, man. Anyways, ratings. I am not going first on this one. I give it a 6 out of 10. Oh my god. <laughs> It's definitely an of above average movie, dude. Like the the you know scope of it alone is above average. Yeah, I'm not saying it's like poorly made, you know. But I mean, boring. come on, entertainment value has to factor in here a little bit. I don't really, I don't, and I don't put heavy emphasis on entertainment value because of the same argument that I used last week on the group page. It's it's the most subjective thing about reviewing a film because I find b- baseball boring as fuck, right? But that doesn't make baseball bad. That just makes the no, entertainment not, value no, extremely low. For I'm me. also saying I'm also saying the script is completely garbage in this film. Yeah, it there's is. nothing <laughs> there's nothing redeemable about it for me. Well, I mean, at all. there's there's some fun moments to it. Cool, <laughs> Jeremy. Yeah, uh, four out of ten. <laughs> I kind of seen that coming. Yeah, man, I, I'm right there too, man. I give it a four and a half. This below movie's so. Average. Oh, I yeah, fucking, below average. I just don't it's recommend boring. it. See, the thing is, I have to go under five because I don't recommend this film. Yeah, five is like my. I will. Okay, this is a five out of ten. Eh, you know, watch at your own risk. But I, but I feel this like one, you I could, wouldn't recommend to anybody. I don't recommend this could, movie to, that people watch. You could it's still boring. have a film be like a six out of ten and not recommend it. Uh, no. Six out of ten. Six out of ten is not a horrible rating. Yeah, but no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's, it's a horrible rating, but I'm saying like, like you can still, you know, see things in the film that make it above average, yet you still wouldn't recommend the film because it's overall sense is, is just not there. I don't know. I, Mm -hmm. I recommend films that are under fives all the time. See, I, I like Leprechaun don't, Four. But... I give you know under a five, and I would recommend that one if if you know what you're getting into. 
<laughs> yeah, but Leprechaun 4 is a lot more fun than this movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a bad movie, right? That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, and no, this is a, a bad movie film. too. It's a terrible film. Yeah, see, this is just a better made terrible film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which factors into my <clears throat> a little bit. Okay. Moving along to Jaws 3D Three. from yeah. 1983. Now, this is an interesting one because uh, Jaws 3D was uh, obviously made in 3D for uh, for cinematic um, you awesome. know ventures. Um, but when it was released on VHS, it was never available in 3D, but it still looked like yeah. it was in 3D. Yeah. So the transfer, when you watch it on VHS, looked like fucking shit. The transfer yeah, the on DVD looks like shit. Yeah, the DVD on DVD. Exactly. It's still hard to clean up. You know, yeah. And this is probably the reason why we've never seen any Blu-ray releases for the sequels. Well, why did we never see Jaws any 3D. 3D release of it? Yeah. I don't know. I uh, Because it – well, the, the excuse that they use is that Jaws 3D – did so poorly at the box office that uh, they just said, fuck it. We're not even going to put it out on home media. I don't know why. Yeah, but today, 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 though? Well, I know. Obviously, with the re, you know, the reassurance of uh, 3D. fucking 3D film stuff. I mean, personally, I could give a fuck because I absolutely hate 3D films. But, yeah, you know, whatever. For the people that do, it wouldn't be a bad thing to actually, you know, try to put out again. But, yeah, whatever. I think Jaws I would have enjoyed 3D. this one more if it was in 3D. A creature alive today has survived millions of years of evolution. It lives to kill a mindless eating machine that will attack and devour anything. One terrified you like nothing you have ever experienced when it captured your imagination and tapped your fear like no movie before it. Then, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, two continued the legend and spread the fear. Next summer, nature's most terrifying creature takes on an all-new dimension in an all-new adventure. And for the first time, the terror of Jaws will not stop at the edge of the screen. Jaws 3D The Third Dimension is terror. How do you not enjoy this movie? It's so much more entertaining than Jaws 2. The son of Police Chief Brody must protect civilians at SeaWorld theme park after a 35-foot shark becomes trapped in the park with them. (laughs) This movie is retarded. You're retarded! Oh it my seriously God, is. It's not. It's so it's retarded. So much fun. You're telling me. I, lo- I love the whole setting uh, at SeaWorld and how they created like this. How they created this whole underwater fucking adventure and yeah. stuff. I like that idea, man. It's fun and, and shit going down with all. At those least people. it has a setting yeah. for a little bit of terror. Like it's you're already underwater and you're putting a lot of people in danger. I like that idea, man. It's like it's not just it's not stupid decisions of fucking teens going, hey. I don't listen to my dad. I'm going to go out in the boat. But you people know, do. But teens do You're do You're putting that, people though. already that's in danger. Different. And I like that. I, I like that, that idea, like, man. It's like nonstop action, too. Like, They're I talking like, about killing the shark on camera for an attraction. That is retarded. They're that doesn't exist it. in real life. <laughs> Whatever. But you have to admit, though, the setting yeah. in this is, film is pretty is fun. Cool. It, it is cool. It's I'll, I'll give you that. It's done badly, but it would have been cool if it was done right. <laughs> no, the effects are done shitty in this film. <laughs> yeah, just get get your get your head out of your ass and just take it for what it is. There's parts in this film where 
some of the effects actually just reminded me of like the lowest budget Roger Corman film. Yeah, the explosion. You know? Oh, it's so <laughs> yeah. Good. I mean, the, the effects ending. are cheesy as all hell, yeah. and they, oh, yeah. they look really bad. They're obviously done for three D, which means they're exactly. gonna be done it. Well, and that's way. actually part of the reason why they do look so bad in this. Tra- yeah. even in the transfer too. But so I find like the plot ludicrous as hell, and I feel like if you can't ex- if you don't excuse Jaws two for that, then you shouldn't excuse Jaws three. Jaws three, like the idea I, I, that I, I find the plot is better and more entertaining. Yeah, I think I find the, the, the mother shark infiltrates <laughs> SeaWorld because they're his, it, somehow it knows that its son was killed. Get the fuck out of here! That makes no sense in the world. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It yeah. makes no sense. God damn it! No, it, it does make no sense. sense. It does make sense because it's that whole it's that whole mother instinct thing. How right? does she know? Oh, How does she have that fun? She does not know that. Are you telling me Jaws <laughs> 3 is instant. more ridiculous than Jaws 4? We're not two Jaws 4. <laughs> I know, but answer the question. Is that a yes or a no? Maybe. I don't know. They're both damn ridiculous. Oh, come on, dude. Yeah, watching Jaws 3D and 2D adds to the experience a little bit. Wouldn't you agree, Jeremy? Yeah, because <laughs> it's supposed to be in 3D, so it looks super cheesy. And that can right. be fun. I'm not saying that that stuff can't be fun. And it's not fun to laugh at, but I'm just saying it's not good. It's no, terrible. No, it, it, it's is Friday the Thirteenth good? good? Yes. How? How is it any different than Friday the Thirteenth 3D? Actually, the opening credits totally reminded me of Friday the Thirteenth. They didn't the, the exact no, no, same. Thing. Wait, what did you say? Is Friday the Thirteenth what? How does this compare to Friday the Thirteenth Part Three's 3D? Because Friday the Thirteenth Three is a good movie. But that didn't say that, the 3D. Well, the 3D, I've seen Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D, and it looks all right. I didn't see this one in 3D. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the opening credits are like the exact same, too. It's kind of funny. But no, you got to admit, though, the the shit that you see in this looks way worse than what's in Friday the 13th 3 when you see it. Because it's CGI. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. But it's not CG, though, right? It's like fucking layers, like some kind of in-camera effects. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. It's so bad. Yeah, I got okay. Well, let's get to the setting. Like you know, Sea World in Florida. Yeah, I really like the setting, man. I like the whole idea of you know this underwater attraction park and you Shit know, kind of, it's all you know, it's all man made. Yeah. They actually create like this forty foot you know kind of huge pond, and they create this whole kind of walk through. I, I like that whole idea, man. Because I the reason why I like that is because it sets it up to put people into danger right there. They're already not making bad decisions, and I really actually kind of like that. You know, people don't know what they're getting themselves into. Um, so I, I kind of like that, man. It, it kind of defers from, you know, part two and all these stupid teenagers and blah, blah, blah. But there's still um, stupid teenagers. No, the, of course there is. But I'm just saying, like, you know, when you're underwater and you're in those tunnels and stuff, like, I feel like they could have utilized that stuff a little more, actually. A little bit. But I like the fact, like, even the scenes where the, the shark's, like, coming and he's breaking through the fucking seals. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, it's fucking it's so dirty. It's awesome, man. It's fucking <laughs> fun, man. It's so it's fun. fun. That's what I'm saying. It's not a good movie, but you have to take it yeah, that it's okay. entertaining well, I agree with you guys. Hell. It is fun. One, I, I one thing it's so much more fun than part two. One thing about yeah. this movie that just makes me laugh and brings a smile to my face is that the shark is supposed to be like 35 feet long. Which and is it's ridiculous. Clearly like, it's clearly like 8 feet. Yeah, it's like this even. little shark. Fuck did Especially they when it's coming at you in 3D and it just looks fucking <laughs> It stupid. reminds me of the shark from Finding Nemo when he just sits like, standing there. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious right now? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. so the, the let me ask you guys something. Well, when I they think, capture the, 
the ten foot shark, right? When they capture the ten foot one and they want to make it as an attraction, how what? How does it even die? Well, because it's in captivity, and that's the whole thing yeah. with captivity animals. Sometimes they just they just because die? when they're not in their nat- no, yeah, they do when they're not when they're taken out of their natural habitat, they can't adjust to it, right? And it, that's just what animals do. That's why so many whales and shit die in captivity because it's not like their natural have environment. Have you seen Blackfish, JP? No, I haven't. But I feel like in ten minutes it might have like lived for a while. But it, yeah, that's just. I mean, that really does happen, though. It's just the way it is. Um, but uh, you know, the whole thing with the the baby or the mum being in there and stuff. So in the film, I think they do say that the mum gets in there. And she actually has... She's hiding in the filtration system. Like, she has the baby in there? Is is that, is that what they were getting at? She actually gives birth to the baby? No, because uh, the ba- wasn't the baby, the baby on the other side and they I like, captured the ba- it? I thought the baby sneaks in. Oh, I thought the baby well, sneaks the- in, then gets captured, then dies, and then the mama sneaks in. And fuck yeah. shit up. Yeah, it sneaks into okay, the maybe, filtration okay, system, okay, which it yeah, makes yeah. no that that is honestly one of the stupidest <laughs> ideas ever. Though I mean, seriously, like like okay. But then again, you know, if you were, if you would chase your your child though too, right? But they're not even in the same body of water, right? They have the baby shark moved into a tank. Okay, so it's not mm-hmm. even connected to where there's like some kind of like like chemical reaction that the mama shark smells or something. It's in a different body of water. And it dies, and then the mom's like, oh, it must be getting revenge for us killing its oh, baby. It's like, that is so ridiculous. Is- there is no, you <laughs> cannot know that your son or daughter died if you don't see it, or if you're Animals not have there. different instinct. That is really some do. bullshit, and you <laughs> It's not, it's not bullshit. <laughs> that, that is uh, some bullshit. <laughs> so when the film, dolphins, we- though, man? Come on. The dolphins kick ass in this film, man. The ending. <laughs> oh, God. So it's so fucking cheesy. It's so cheesy. <laughs> they're like, they're like high-fiving in the freeze frame. It made me laugh so hard. Oh, fuck. It's so funny. It, it is actually kind of interesting that they use dolphins for that, though, too, because dolphins are smart. quite fucking smart. They're See, like, you know, they're insanely smart, right? So I actually cared less for the relationships in this film than I did in the in the previous film, to be honest. Like I hated the I, I just I did not care about their romantic what, what Sea World like relationship. Dennis, you didn't care like Dennis Quaid and the uh marine bi- biologist and yeah, stuff. You didn't care for that? All. See I didn't mind it. It was, okay. it, it, was it, okay. It felt like it was kind of it, it just felt kind of well, I didn't really feel like they were super Better than close, that though. bitch in part two who wouldn't shut up screaming the entire fucking time. I wanted to shoot her in the face. <laughs> yeah. God damn that bitch was annoying like (laughs) (laughs) this is i don't know man i i like the setting i mean it had like cool ideas and stuff it's a lot more entertaining than part two i did not get bored it's i would say that it it's it's funner than part two i would agree with that this shit's like always happening like they're in that underground not not like the attraction but they're in like that underground bat cave shit and then he comes through the fucking glass and oh, oh my god man i actually have to say like for as bad and cheesy as the film is that whole scene where the scuba divers are <clears throat> like in that fucking boat and shit when he comes through the the uh i guess it is like the the window screen or whatever yeah. it is for the boat that was fucking sweet man that actually looked pretty damn cool he just kind of fucking powers through there, and I mean, really, I, I mean, I was, I was sitting on the edge of my seat, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> they blew up the shark with a fucking grenade this time, which is a little more reasonable. Realistic. It's probably the most reasonable out of all three deaths, actually. Oh god, the next movie doesn't make four. sense. 
it doesn't it even does make, make sense. sense. The TV version makes sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, John I don't know that whole, like I said, that whole scene where the, the the shark is chasing him underneath. The, like I, I like that whole scene, man. I thought it was actually done pretty well. I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. It was actually filmed pretty good and actually pretty cool, man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, just put yourself in that spot. Like, you're but, fucking, the shark is literally hunting you down. You're yeah, like, but in it's this too hard to like, pretend fuck. when it, everything leading up to that has looked awful. Like, in the in Jaws 2. Okay, you had, but you can still accept that the, part looked pretty damn cool, though. I thought one, it looked pretty cool. The one scene where the little brother is on the one boat and they're throwing the rope over to him in Jaws 2, like, I find that stuff to be actually effective. In this one, I just found, like, it's just a cheese fest from beginning to end, which I'm cool with, but it's it's still what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like this one a lot more than part two. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just like from the start to finish, man, it's just like you know you're watching a yeah. really bad cheesy film, but at the same time, it's not like there's a lot of downtime and there's like There's no parts. downtime. There's no downtime, motherfucker. The only downtime is the fucking when they're watching the dolphins in the during What the about show. when they're like nighttime like hopping over fucking flat What were those things anyway? They're like <laughs> crawling on the ground and shit like oh. Lay Thompson. There's just like some it was a there's babe some major over the top acting in this too like the part where Dennis Quaid comes running out like in front of everybody in the stands and stuff. He's like, "Get out of the water, <laughs> shark! Get out of the water!" What and about like oh, he would never react like that and freak out like a thousand people? Right? It's like, oh my god. What about that game that they play when they go to the bar and they're like pushing on each other's hands? I was like, that looks so stupid. I've never seen somebody play that once in my life. Yeah, I don't know what. Don't and know and what he's like, he's like, I'm a world champion at this or something. I was like, you actually heard of this? What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Yeah, man. That, and he's like, my fly's unzipped. And she's like, what? And she falls. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then the other dude who's like, after they have their little, like, lovey, touchy, touching moment where he's like, okay, I'll buy you a couple beers. Then, like, the guy who previously lost is like, you, I want you next. And, like, all serious. And I was like, <laughs> Are you serious right now? It's like they were arm <laughs> wrestling. Fun, you know? Oh my god! Uh, so I bad. like Louis Gossett Jr.'s character, though. Man, he was like the, the fucking yeah. the uh, the park owner. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty awesome, man. But we never mentioned very Leah Thompson. A a very babe. young Leah Thompson, man. She babe. was. I think this is like one of her first roles. Who is it? Leah Thompson. Thompson? Who's that? Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Who's she playing? Back to the Future. Fucking Marty's mom. Oh really? It, oh, really, dude? I, how really would I ever know her? Because she's the main I, I fucking character in Back to the Future. Okay, but you don't yeah, know no. a person from like the one movie they've been in. You know because you've no. seen them in multiple things. No, Back to the Future no. is uh, pretty the... stable. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> Leah Thompson and it's like one of her first roles, man. It's kind of cool. She's a babe but, too. Not so, yeah, that's kind of cool. Tiny body. She's standing on top of those fucking skiers. I'm just like, what the hell is this? Not too. I know, man. That skiing shit was like kind of cool, but at the same time, I think they was like spent way too much time showing those shots. They were like so impressed that they were able to do that. They just showed so many shots of the skiers, and I'm just like, I don't care about these skiers. Jaws two was Jaws sponsored by Holiday Inn. This is Jaws three sponsored by SeaWorld. It's pretty crazy that they were able to get SeaWorld award for that, huh? I think one of the best things about this movie, though, is the growling shark, man. Like, the fucking shark, like, growls and makes noises. That is part four. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, they they started in in part three here, but... Holy fuck, man. The first time the, the shark actually growls or roars, I fucking almost fell off my seat. Why do they do that? I almost fell off my seat in 3D. 
Like it I, seems I like a what... lot of shark fo- films like make their sharks growl. Like, where does that come from? Jaws three, <laughs> <laughs> probably Jaws three, yeah. <laughs> but it's just so good. I, I just oh, one of God. the things I hate about the shark in this one is it's just so lifeless and slow. Like like boom, boom. Like it's just so like it has no like. Like flexibility. Except for the one scene where the, the shark is chasing, yeah, you know, buddy. Down there. Like that whole scene is, it's, it almost seems like it's out of place in the film because it's actually like well done. <laughs> it's weird. It looks like you can just run away from it because it's just like so slow sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. I don't really know what else to say, man. The end of this movie is, I mean, like you said, yeah, it's so ridiculous, it's fucking man. Like, stupid. The whole part with the yeah. dolphins. Oh my god, it's it's so fun. I, I just it's like watching because it's like, I don't know. It's just it's mindless. Way more fun than part two. I don't yeah. know what to say. Part two is definitely a better made film. Yep. You know, but uh, this one right here is, is just kind of yeah. So ratings. I don't know. I don't really know what else to say about it, man. Because it's Jaws 3D. <laughs> the effects every fucking time, man. <laughs> oh my god, I would start laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, who hasn't gone first? Me. Well, wait, no, I went first last time. Jeremy hasn't Jeremy gone first. Hasn't. Jaws 3D. Just go in with it and not, you know, be stupid. It's stupid. No, it you have com- to be stupid if you go into it. It's Don't a complete... not be stupid. <laughs> Shut up, JP. It's a completely redonky-donk movie, and it makes no sense, but it's fun. There's shit going on all the time, pretty much. It's not boring like Jaws 2. Five and a half out of ten. okay jp you gotta go okay uh i wrote down a five out of ten i'm sticking with it uh it's i i think it's definitely a it's probably a below average film but i'm gonna give it a five out of ten because it is slightly entertaining cheesy fun stuff uh you can laugh at it it's it's you know it's so bad it's good territory but to me it's still you know not a good it's it's not a well-made movie at all Okay, well, I kind of figured I would be coming in in the highest on this one, but I give it, man, I give it a six out of ten. It, it's just I, I was smiling and laughing through the whole fucking thing, knowing it's bad and shitty and ridiculous. But there's elements to it that just, you know, I want more. I'd, I'd take this one over part two any yeah, fucking day of the week, man. I just could not sit there. Well, and I would probably take again. this one over part two as well, simply because part two is like two hours. I'd rather watch this one in 90 minutes and, and laugh at Which it a little bit. Which still blows my mind. Part two is one they... and done, dude. You can't watch part two again. There's no, no reason it... to ever watch it again. Oh, except for when you're doing the Jaws marathon. Yeah, yeah. Except for when oh, you're doing the show. Jaws marathon. Um, in which... All of them you can never watch again besides the first one. I could watch part three again. I, I can... Part three is actually pretty fun, yeah. Yeah, part, part three is probably the only one and... out of besides the original that I would ever watch again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving along to 1987, which is four years after Jaws 3, you know in Jaws. Funny, the dude. Instinctively, man has always been drawn to the sea. Its beauty, its mystery, its secrets. there is also a vague uncertainty, a sense of intrusion into an alien world, where man is unwelcome and completely at the mercy 
of the most terrifying predator on earth. Man's deepest fear has risen again. Jaws. The Revenge. This time, it's personal. <laughs> I totally like... When I popped in Jaws 3, I was like, this is the one from the 90s, right? And then I'm like, 83, holy shit. And then I popped in Jaws 4, and I was like, this is the one from the 90s, right? There was none from the 90s. I thought one of them was from the 90s. It's so weird. No. Part 4 feels like it's from the 90s. Fucking sucks. (laughs) It's so bad. It's hit the plot. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Jaws the Revenge, Chief Brody's widow, believes that her family is deliberately being targeted by another shark in search of revenge. (laughs) God, the paranoid aspect of this film is so fucking funny. When he fucking gets his armpit off on that boat, I was fucking just pissing my pants laughing because it's so ridiculous over the top. So in this one, you got uh, Lorraine. I think it's her name. Lorraine Gary actually reprises a role. So she appears in three of the four films, which is interesting, as Ellen Brody. Um, of course, she learned. It's the last role in Hollywood. She hasn't been in a movie since. Really? Yep. Fuck. Well, I would probably quit acting after this movie, too. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, so, of course, uh, she's the wife of, um, you know, Chief Brody, who is now deceased, who has died of a heart attack. And according to her, from he died fear. because from fear. Oh, my God. What a <laughs> retarded bitch. Who fucking wrote this script, man? It's so poorly done. You're man. telling me so that bad. this guy who went face to face with a shark, giant ass 25 foot shark twice. You're going to write his character. He died from fear. The badass Brody died from fear. You're gonna cut like his after balls the off. fact. He kills he kills two fucking huge sharks and he dies years later of fear. That's like shitting on his grave. <laughs> of course, this one has Mario Van Peebles in it, which is so funny. He's playing like a Jamaican or Caribbean, Caribbean guy. Oh, dude. Oh, fucking so funny. But the biggest surprise ever is Michael Caine in this film yeah. as the pilot, uh, Hoagie. What a crazy fucking movie for him to appear in, man. Like, really? You're Michael Caine. I want to know how respected. he... I want to know how he swims and not get wet. Like, watch the movie. <laughs> you can, like, see he swims from the plane to the boat, and he's not wet one bit. Not... <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. I don't even think sense. I noticed that. I don't even think I noticed that. Yeah, I, I don't think I noticed that either. Go back and rewatch but then again, it. But then again, there's a few things in this movie. How the hell did that happen? Like... Mario Van Peebles getting eaten and then showing up alive. <laughs> after the, after the, shark, the fucking shark up. takes him out. The shark takes him out and fucking goes underneath the water wait, for like a long time. And then explodes. Yeah. So, so wait, which version? I hear there's two versions yeah. of this film. Yeah. There's one where the shark explodes and there's one where the shark gets like penetrated by the boat and dies that way. Okay, well, I watched the one where it explodes, yeah, and it's only, very much a ripoff of the first one. Yeah, only the TV version has the original ending. I guess that's what it is, the original ending. Okay. Yeah. 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 So this one right here, is just, it plays off this whole par- <laughs> paranoid you know, aspect of the wife and stuff, and, of course, her son, Michael. Um, yeah, Michael is the... Uh, no, actually, her son. Actually, the way that the way this starts out here, her son Sean now is chief of Amity um, on the island, and uh, he goes out to a call. He's got to go remove some wood that's all fucking bunched up, 
uh, late at night. This is taking place on Christmas. And of course, he gets attacked by a shark and <sighs> dies. And now his mom. <laughs> the funniest feels, fucking way. Yeah, oh Jesus God, Christ. It's so funny. It's, it's like, it's, it's edited so, so bad. It's like so many fast cuts and like. It, and it's just like, so you're not fun. seeing like a full scope of like what you're actually seeing. It's all like close up things that you're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden he doesn't have an arm. It's like, ah! It's fucking <laughs> stupid. So anyways, Sean dies, and now his mom is, like, super paranoid that the shark is actually hunting them purposely. And uh, so, yeah, so Michael, he's uh, training to be a marine biologist and stuff like that, and he's doing tests. Anyways, they make their way down to the Caribbean to go do some tests and stuff on, I think, originally they're working on snails or something like that or seashells or something. They're doing tests. Anyways, they go down to the Caribbean. Uh, mom flies down there. That's where you get introduced to Michael Caine's character. And, uh, of course, they start being viciously attacked by a shark, which now kind of confirms the fact that this, this shark is actually hunting them because <laughs> it's made its way all the way from New England down to the Caribbean. That's oh so my God. Stupid. But it's not place. as stupid as the shark in Jaws 3. <laughs> Actually, the shark doesn't look too, too bad in this film. It doesn't look that bad. Yeah. I didn't think so anyway. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't look that, overly that, that bad. bad. Yeah, there's some moments I mean, there's where time, there is a couple points where I was like, damn, that actually looks pretty yeah. fucking good. There is a couple scenes in this film with stock footage. Did you know notice that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the far out shots of the shark with the fin and stuff, like that's mm-hmm. totally stock footage, man. There's some flashbacks. And I'm not talking about well. and there's yeah. some flashbacks Which are awful. of course. And Brody's only Brody's only appearance is a picture on the wall. It's and like, it's really? so fucking blatantly obvious. Yep. It's, it's and like they like yeah. zoom in on it like a few times. It's fucking Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> and and again in this movie, it has a fucking shit score. It has a terrible fucking shitty like Disney fucking score in it. I'm like, oh my god! I was just really surprised that Jaws was a once a Christmas movie as well. <laughs> yeah, and I, I completely forgot about that too. So maybe this might appear on another uh, Christmas theme. I don't think so. Monthly. Oh God, never! <laughs> I think once this one, I think once this one goes in the hollow page, it's never going to be watched again. Oh fuck. So, yeah, this, this movie is just um, complete asshole. The acting is fucking bad. Like, yeah, the acting, the acting actually is pretty bad. In this like movie. Brody's wife. Bad. Oh my god. I just hate the whole paranoid storyline aspect. I just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's kind of overdone, and it's just like, like I, really, I lost, it's unbelievable. I lost it at the funeral when she's like laughing, like smiling about like her past experiences and like her facial expressions. <laughs> Oh, I was dying. Honestly, was so hard. The biggest like, so problem, stupid. The biggest problem I had with this one was I just could not get into it for the life of me. Maybe it was because yeah, I had shit going on as well. Exactly. Real life, I was going to say I, I was just so having such a hard time watching this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it last night again when I got home from work. It, I got home about twelve and. I was in a really good mood, so I popped it in and I was <laughs> laughing throughout the whole fucking thing. I was like, this movie is so fucking bad. I love it. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I was just in a really good mood when I watched it too, but I don't know, man. The storyline of this movie is just so shitty though. <laughs> Honestly, I it. love punishing myself plot. with these, um, sequels, like where we do these marathons, like Silent Night, Deadly Night, like, but seriously, by the time I got done with Jaws 4, I really was, like, happy that there was not, like, any other Jaws films. Jaws 5. I was just like, thank God there was only four. It took so long to watch them for some reason, it felt like. Oh, my God. It didn't Jaws seem 4. like a chore to me because I, 
because I watch, like I said, I watched the first three in a row. Me too. So I kind of got those done with right away, and then That's I was like, I "Well, I'll watch." So, yeah, I don't know. Again, in this movie, the shark roars. Yeah, but even yeah. worse this time. Like I watched, it's like so blatant. You're just like, oh my god! I watched the nostalgic critics review of this movie, and um, he found out that the roars actually from a Tom and Jerry cartoon, like an no. old Tom and Jerry. I'll send you the link. Like. It's the same roar that Jerry does in the Tom and Jerry cartoon. Like they stole it directly from there. Now that you <laughs> mention that, Jerry does that. That that roar has been used in animation a lot. Actually, I'm yeah. pretty sure Jerry has roared like that a couple times. Yeah, so That's it's like funny. it's the same thing. It's funny. Hmm. Yeah, you know there is a few scenes in this film. Like some of the underwater scenes are actually shot not too bad. But again, there was parts where I thought that like the the shark was a little robotic at times. Like, Michael, you Michael, could actually, like, see it, though. I was like, oh, what the fuck, man? Michael King going, good. oh, shit. It's probably the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. When he goes back in his place, like, oh, shit. <laughs> I just <laughs> love when he fucking lands. He lands that little plane on the water, and it's just, like, there's no way those props would have not broken off and just fucking destroyed the wings and fucking, come on. That's bullshit. I, I just don't know how they get this bad. Like, bad. it just seems like... It was such like a hot property, and even the sequel was the highest grossing sequel until Rocky Two, uh, mm-hmm. the original sequel. Like, how did it fall? Like, this is direct to video shit almost. You know, like this feels like worse than some direct to video films. Like, how does a mainstream theatrical film get to this level? Made no money. I think it made like. I don't know. <sighs> this it's, actually have a theatrical release. Yeah. Yeah, it actually lost money. Yeah, I would say that. It had a budget of twenty three million and made twenty million. <laughs> huh. Yeah, this movie just like oh man, there's parts and you're just like, what the fuck? And then the whole end of this movie is like all they did was rip off the first one. Yeah. You know, and somehow and somehow they managed to explode <laughs> spoiler view, whatever. For no reason. But somehow they managed to explode the, the shark, but how in the fuck did they actually do it? They ran into it. <laughs> I know, but they had, I understand they had those electrical devices in there and it was playing off the waves and stuff, but it should have never blown up the yeah. way it did though. Like it explodes like they packed this thing full of dynamite. <laughs> I was fucking roaring last night. Like, like I just said, it's a different myself ending. watching this. I was like, oh my God, I forgot how fucking stupid it was. I'm just like, Ugh. it's a different ending than the TV cut for some stupid reason. Yeah. Like the TV cut makes more sense. What yeah, it, de- it definitely does. It definitely yeah. does. I don't know why – what happened. Did they want more explosions or what? Because um, didn't this come out before the TV cut when it came out in theaters? Mm-hmm. So it's like what happened? Why did they put that on TV? Maybe because they couldn't have the explosion because it was too violent or what? But Probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean just... hence the uh, the impaling or whatever they did with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. This movie's just boring. I, I, I fucking find the storyline so tedious and boring. I don't really care. The characters, I'm just like uh. – I don't really care. Besides you know, Michael Caine. He's fucking awesome. Michael Caine's awesome. Everything, he's, he's a badass. He does laundry <laughs> but, for a living. But I, I just, for the life of me, cannot fucking figure out why in the script that they wrote that, you know, Mario Van Peebles lives after that. He gets blatantly fucking ate. No, not even that. He gets eaten and then the shark explodes. He would have fucking died when yeah. the fucking shark exploded. That's like, like uh, a, Chainsaw 3. When yeah, he like, takes him off the bow. Yeah. Right, and then takes him under the water, and he's gone, and then he explodes. You, and then Peebles is like, "Don't you see I, him inside of the shark's mouth too?" 
Is it like a point of view from him, like oh, inside yeah. the shark? It's like exactly. if Quint would have just like came swimming up at the end of Jaws, the original, and was like, <laughs> "Hey guys, farewell, other dudes, you fair Spanish ladies." Before the shark goes underneath the water with him in his mouth, people's actually stop screaming like he's dead. Yeah. So you get the impression like, "Oh fuck, he's gone." Whatever, such bullshit. Then they blow the shark up, and then he comes back. And <laughs> I love Michael, and he's like, he's like, "Fuck, he's they're they're floating on that piece of yeah. wood or whatever," and he's like. Whatever you do, don't do something stupid like die. <laughs> How the fuck is he not dead like three times already? <laughs> I'm fucking losing it on my couch. I was like, what the fuck? Is this the stupidest fucking shit ever. But, you know, it's laughable. Kind of funny. It's worse than fucking Warlock 3, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, man, I don't want to get that this far. Movie, this movie actually is pretty shitty, man. You Warlock this... 3 was shit, dude. And oh, this Warlock is 3 it? is fucking terrible, man. And this, this is pretty terrible? bad, but it's watchable. Warlock dude, why 3 do we was subject so ourselves to this? Watch. We subject ourselves to these fucking franchise shows, and we... Where do we get to <laughs> the witchcraft sequels? franchise? Soon. We have, we have literally shit on more I'm sequels putting... than we've liked. Like, there's definitely more than we've ha- we've hated so many of these films. Just wait, Moods. We're gonna we're gonna do 14 witchcraft films. Well, 15, 16, and 17 are coming out soon, so we can oh. wait for those. Nice. We're totally doing that. There's just absolutely no way. A witchcraft a witchcraft month. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love doing these. These are my favorite shows just because it... I, I don't know. I like sequels. I don't know why. I think witchcraft would be the funniest show in history of the show. <laughs> so it would be one of the hardest shows to do because we'd need DVDRs or rent them. Oh, oh God. I don't even know where you... I can't even find half of them. I think I only own you the first get, two films. You I only own all the first of them. Two. Trauma released 4, 5, 6, and 7. And some and a couple of those are out of print, actually. They're all out of print. They're all like 80 yeah. bucks. <laughs> I know. It's fucking yeah, stupid. You would have, have to rent them or do a... Well, okay. Before we Before we get into this type of talk ratings on jaws the revenge yeah good move uh i will rate jaws the revenge a three out of ten <laughs> three out of ten that's yeah. too high i get i gave it a two out of ten it's two crap. out of ten it's shit dude damn that uh, just one of the lowest ratings we've ever had okay i give it a, i i have it pretty fucking low too it's pretty fucking shitty but of course i've got a three and a half so that, what, so what do we have? Two and a half, three and three and a half. Damn it! <laughs> that is, that's it's, a hall of pain, man. It's a hall of pain. Anything under ten. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you got to get that hall of pain going, hall man. Of pain. I know, it's I know. I got to get it going. But... Work. It's actually not that much work for you, JP, because there isn't that many There's films that made the hall of pain. No, it's not that. <laughs> it's just I never got around to because I want to have like a banner at the top with Bruce Payne on it, and I just never got to making that. Okay. Is there? <laughs> So three and a half. The, the revenge. Oh, it's so so bad. <laughs> so so bad. So man, these movies are interesting ratings. First one, all nine and a halfs, makes the Hall of Pain, Hall fame. of Fame. <laughs> uh, and then we fucking totally. Well, we pretty much split on you know Jaws two. What did you give it again, JP? I gave it a six out of ten, which is the right. probably better rating out of the three. Just saying. No, no, no. <laughs> Boring as fuck. Yeah, I don't know, man. These ratings are all over the fucking place. It's yeah, just insane. Yeah. But, it's just insane I mean, how, how they rate. Honestly, these are fun, though. Dude, it's fun to do these shows because, like, we we know going in any franchise that has over three films, you're setting yourself up for some pain. Like, we know going in. Like, every time there's going to be some bad sequels that are going to be hard to get through. But it's just funny because we fun, end up yeah. laughing at them, and they're fun to talk about. 
Mm-hmm. Just wait till Children of the Corn, season three. Yeah. So oh, I mean, with that said, I, that's a wrap up on Jaws. But I think we can actually, you know, just briefly talk about what we got coming up. We don't know if we're going to really do a show in August or not. We're still waiting on Moods to figure out if he has to do this training stuff or what days he has to. Oh, I know um, I have to do it. I just have to find out which week I'm gone. Yeah. So. Uh, but we ha- we we may have another show planned if we can get to it. If not, we'll see you guys in season three where we have a few different ideas we toss around. One is that infamous Children of the Corn show that we want to get to. One. Uh, the uh, Invasion of the Body Snatcher show is another one we talked about doing uh, because we planned on doing it last season. And, of course, uh, the Fab Five show. Those are Those are – Shows that we all had planned last season that we probably want to get to um, in the early portions of uh, the third season of this 22 Shots show. As well as, you know, our other, you know, single reviews here and there. Maybe a a remake versus original, some director spotlights, what we watched. Witchcraft. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I like the, the direct. Maybe we could throw in like another remake versus uh original i don't know we got lots of ideas man yeah or maybe we don't show yeah yeah we need Uh. to wait for the ghost dimension for that one i mean there's honestly a lot of franchises that that i do want to eventually get to but we're going to take it slow only do one every every few episodes um jaws was a little less fun than I anticipated. I thought these films were better than they actually are because I'd never seen them, but for some reason I just thought they were better than they actually are. But yeah, they no. suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, good times. I remember times. one of our first franchise shows that we wanted to do was the Saw show that we never got to, so maybe next season we could do that. I don't know. That would be, f- be a fun one. I think we should actually do the Hellraiser one, though. Oh, that would be awesome. I'm so down for that. I think that would yeah, be a Because it's show. just... I think the conversations would be funny as shit because really from part five up to nine, it's just Jesus Ass. Christ. I think four, Jesus Christ, man. I feel like four is actually a really bad film, but because the other ones are so bad, we often get exactly my it point. would like everything totally after four sucks, but really everything after three sucks. And if you really, really think about it, three kind of is not a good movie as well, but I like three. Good luck getting the Blu-rays fuckers are out of print. Nah, I, I got They're a shitty TVs. Echo Bridge Blu-rays anyway. I'm, I'm not going to upgrade. Yeah, they sell for like 70 bucks. It's fucking stupid. How are the transfers, dog shit? I don't understand one Yeah, they're, they're pretty asshole. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely we'll keep you guys posted on what's going on. Uh, of course, we want to do another viewer's choice. What is it? Episode 60? We'll do a viewer's choice? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe that's what it was planned yeah, for. Yeah, 20 episodes. Yeah, 20, 40, 60. We'll probably have to come up. Maybe come up with like a. We'll actually have to think about how we're going to do the voting system, and so things don't get all fucked up. And yeah, but I don't know, man. I mean, I really enjoyed the last one. I think people did too. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I enjoy that, man. Like I like when people pick shit. You know, like yeah, you know, recommend things, and I was like, okay, fuck, I'll do that. You I, know? I also I, I enjoy that. I also thought it'd be a cool episode to do like. Uh, three films but it's like I pick one that I think you guys are not going to like or I know you guys don't like but I like or something like that you know so, something where we're like trying to annoy each other <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm going to pick <laughs> what oh I can't it's not a horror film what gummo come on <laughs> Moods do you know what I'm going to pick 
Well, I was going to say a boy and his dog, but we already did that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said I can't pick it because it's not a horror film. Well, what is it? Gummo. Come on. Spring Gummo. Breakers. P- oh, oh, P- we're not watching Pee-wee's <laughs> Playhouse. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. God, no. That's Pee-wee's Big Adventure, asshole. Whatever. Movie, right? All the same shit. That is not uh, I'd rather watch shit. Ernest Goes to Hell. Well, I got those, too. We can do Ernest Scared Stupid. That's a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. We're getting out of here. Well, yeah. So I guess that's going to conclude episode 52, your uh, bonus episode. Not season two, not season three. So this is, like I said, the midsummer, you know, extravaganza. Yeah. Jaws. Like I said, happy July 4th to everyone out there. And Jeremy, take it away. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 52. No, 53. It's 52. 52? All right. 52. Jeremy never knows the intro anymore. Or nope. the outro. Uh, nope. Of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. Always if you want to follow Moods, a.k.a. the man with the tr- freshly shaven face, you could do so at youtube.com slash moods616. Go over there and see Moods' sexy shaven face. He looks like a baby. So always if you want to follow JP over on his channel, you can do so at youtube.com slash doubleshotj. And he still hates Pee Wee Herman. And as always, you can follow me on my channel, youtube.com slash nes ruler 22 as always if you have any questions you can leave us a voicemail at 724-426-6665 and if you have any questions you can email us at the email 22 shots of moods and horror at gmail.com it's 22 shots of moods a and d horror at gmail.com and as always you can follow us on twitter at 22 shots podcast yeah. and you could always join us on the facebook page as well and you could always go to our website, 22shotsofmoodsandhorror.com. It's 22shotsofmoodsandhorror.com. You can read my reviews, JP's reviews, Muse. Well, I almost called you Muse, Jason Muse. Moods' reviews and a whole other bunch of awesome shit coming over there on the website. So that should be it, everybody. I hope everybody has a good July 4th and you enjoyed the Jaws series. JP is an idiot. I we am shall an talk idiot. to you guys. <laughs> I am an idiot. But yeah. actually, we now have – you can go to youtube.com slash bodybags, and it actually works now. I set up a URL for that today. So <clears throat> Yeah, I saw that. That's good. Okay, youtube.com slash bodybags. Fucking rights. Yeah.